coming to you live from a future not yet written. It's the 10 Point Podcast, Season 8, can you believe it, Pointy Awards. Did you just steal that from Terminator yeah. 2 because it was still in your notes by any chance? Uh, no, I actually Sorry. put it back in again. <laughs> My name is Bruce and I am the host for the evening. And the theme for this evening, we mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling, is the theme on the voting panel tonight at the Pointy Awards. First, making an entrance like Maud Lebowski, he's just a cotton-headed ninny muggins, it's Chris. Oh, if you kept going in the mod, I was going to lift my top up and go, <laughs> <laughs> And secondly, making an entrance like Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator, he's not going to rest until he's pumped everyone for information. <laughs> it's Andy. So both of us are naked now. Yes, everyone is nude upon <laughs> entering the 10 Point Podcast Pointy Awards. We're the 10 Point Podcast. This is the eighth time we have done an awards show for a season. If we keep this up, we'll be um, catching up with the Oscars soon. Exactly, yes. We're definitely, but we're getting more and more credible as every award season goes by. These people will be putting them on their CVs to get jobs going forward, all these important definitely awards. Definitely Wikipedia's. Definitely. Wikipedia. Oh, we, should, we should actually start editing that. I don't I know. I say you do that. Stick it, yeah. put that in at the bottom. Anyway, yes, 10 Point Podcast. Stick that in the internet machine. You'll find the 10 Point Podcast website, 10pointpodcast.com. You'll find us on Spotify. We're, that's where you can get all the episodes I found upon doing the the, yep, the because collating. sometimes YouTube bans us. I can't remember what one it was, but one was missing uh, this season. Yep. It might have been Pick a Destiny, potentially. It might have been I the, remember, the, it was, One was random as hell. So why is that one going Couldn't get that on. PC in that episode. Couldn't get that on YouTube. But you can get video versions on Spotify as well as YouTube. The 10-point broadcast, which we've still not really ever got to the bottom of why I say 10-point broadcast. It's I coming eventually. It came back right, okay. I've been packing it. It's found it. I realised that as I was doing part of the point. Yeah, that, that, no, that I found it. It's coming. Right, okay. The 10-point broadcast, where we do video versions, which to get far less views than the podcast get listens, but we do appreciate everyone who watches and all of the two I mean, minutes of hard work a, we go through. It's a hard, hard watch just watching us for a thing. I know, yeah. We need to get a proper video editor. Anyone wishing to work for free to edit our yeah. podcast into something more enjoyable, please hit us up, 10pointpodcast.com. You can contact us via email there. A Facebook that Andy says he's going to do more with exists, 10 Point Podcast, and a Twitter yeah, slash next X. season we'll start on. I say I'm going to do more with exists too, 10 Point Podcast. <laughs> uh, all letters, no numbers on both of those. Generally, just type in 10 Point Podcast and you'll find us. It's last season. This, this season. The start of this season will be all happening as well. We've got a new studio built again. Yeah. I was building the studio last time and never got to use it. Never got to use our podcast, 10-point podcast studio. Last There'll be time. another studio coming soon. Okay, I have more... used it once when I was there. Uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be more homegrown, time. this podcast. It'll definitely be very more Scottish. At some point, maybe in season nine, if not ten, we may well do a podcast all in the same room at the same yeah. time. And note to everyone who was paying attention, we didn't start this because of the pandemic. We started this before the pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> so we were ahead of the curve of everybody doing video calls. Uh, that's about it. That really becomes it. Everything, everything we've done in between season eight and nine will come up on the big debut episode of season nine. There will be a season nine. We've been commissioned again for another season. Somebody out here likes us. Somehow, we, we can keep on going. It keeps us going. So, upon reflection of me doing the pointy awards, I saw the last pointy awards in my notes, and I was like, I can't. I actually could not believe the films we did in season seven 
were as recent as season, season seven to the point I had to start looking through and double checking oh. did we indeed do space oddity in season seven of the podcast which oh. we did so uh, things like that so so like these two get that out of our minds because that was horrendous I felt like exactly. this season right so refresher for season eight then oh, so you guys can get back in what films does this cover this little pod, pod little podcast quiz will cover every single film that we did last season so that you the listeners and you the panel remember what films we're actually talking about right drunken recall let's do this drunken <laughs> recall. at least you're not moral. testing us on our taglines again uh so the quiz the moral of the story quiz. <laughs> What lessons did the lads learn last year? We're I have screwed. a tiebreaker. I have a tiebreaker that does not involve the morals, but I might come to it. And I thought you were going to mix it up. I didn't study for this. I thought about mixing it up and throwing other aspects in, but the moral of the story is too much fun, and I enjoy. So as always, Andy will get given a Chris moral of the story and have to tell me what film that was from, and Chris will be given an Andy. I don't moral even remember of half the. Films. I even know my own ones. I did wonder if it's giving you your own ones back to you this time, but no. So I don't know why the random generator decided that Chris gets the first question. And Chris, what film did Andy say the moral of the story was? <laughs> oh, and as as always, they get harder as they go along. Yeah. Never pick up. Hitchhikers was the moral of the story for what film, Chris? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is correct. And that was the easiest because you also gave the same moral, Chris. Yay! So, I would have got that, that wrong. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> so one point for Chris. Andy, what film did Chris say the moral of the story was? <laughs> well, Chris does whatever happened over there. That can, a can erupting. He did. Right, Andy. Well, he's dealing with that. Chris said about what film this? Don't make a film <laughs> back in the 30s because you'll get fucked up. What? What film did we do in the 30s? What? <laughs> well, there's one film and one film only we did from that era. Oh, uh, but, but Bone Tomahawk? <laughs> no, not Bone Tomahawk. Oh. Uh, the film in question was The Wizard of Oz, is what oh, Chris my. said. Okay. Referring to, I believe, Munchkins and also... Uh, Dorothy, Chris, are you okay over there? Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Your question's next. Like exploded all over me. And I can't get right. my finger at the, the, the bottom. Maybe. At the top. Right, okay. Oh. Right. If you're with us, Chris, moral of story, what film? If you are living... Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. Andy said this in which film? If you are living in a big, massive Chinese mansion, don't go to the Wild West. It's just kind of pointless. That was the moral of the story for which film that we did. Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon is correct. Yes. he his, Basically, the plot of the film was his moral of the story. <laughs> Andy, surfers are dicks, was Chris's moral of which story? <laughs> Point break. Point break, correct. So two to one, David Chris. Chris, see if you can work out the riddle in this one that Andy had. If you are stuck in a room with a saw, saw your foot off. That was the moral of the story for which oh. film? I'm hoping it's saw. It was indeed saw, yes. So Is that, that saw the moral of the story. Or not Chris? Uh, I can't take my finger out of him. Stick it in your gob. <laughs> oh, shit, I soaked my laptop now. Oh, That's no. all got Ted's up and only 10 minutes in. Chris usually disappears in the middle of podcasts, so oh. I can see why this thing. Andy, moral of the story for which film? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Elf. Elf is indeed the correct answer. Chris with a one-point lead still. 
Chris, mm-hmm. another one of my favorites. Gob. The next one. Which film was this the moral of the story? Don't adopt or you can adopt, but do your homework first was the moral of which story that we did. <laughs> the fuck? Who the fuck adopts in one of the films? I don't even know. He is right. He has not made up mm. someone adopting. Someone does get adopted in the film in question. No idea. No idea. Andy, oh, do you remember? Guys. Which one is was it? it? The Ring. It was indeed The Ring. Oh. Yes. No bonus points in this, unfortunately. I'm not, I'm not doing it that style. Yay. He sorted it. <laughs> Andy, if you want to find something weird, go downtown. Oh, yeah, I don't. Oh. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Not a good guess, but no. Ones uh, too. It was Gremlins 2, the new batch. Ah, was, I was trying to think of things with towns in it, and that was so it was, When one of the twins finds uh, Gizmo, he uh, he said that. So Chris still has a one-point lead. God damn it. Chris, which film was this? The future will try and fuck you. <laughs> I want to say Terminator 2. Uh, you're incorrect, Andy. Do you remember which film it was? Terminator 1? It was indeed The Terminator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andy, tits trump destiny was the moral of which story? Tenacious D in the Tenacious D. Andy has drawn even. That's a 3 3 in the scores. Oh boy. Chris, which film was this? Don't fuck with the future. Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is correct, yes. Those were, I don't know if you did it on purpose, Andy, but yeah, Terminator 1 was the future will try and fuck you, and Terminator 2 was don't <laughs> fuck with you. Yeah. Andy, things get a bit tough here. Especially, a perfect, the perfectly curated quiz makes this hard as well. Andy, which, was, which story was this the moral to? Nothing good ever happens at summer camp. Oh, that film that you picked. No, is it? Uh, wet Hot American Summer. Incorrect. That is not the correct answer. Chris, do you remember which film it was? Uh, I'm assuming it's Friday the 13th. It was indeed Friday the 13th. I knew it was 50 50. Yes, exactly. Uh, so 4 3 in favour of Chris. Chris, always find the eggs. Always find the eggs. Always find the eggs. Wet Hot American Summer? Incorrect. Andy, do you remember? Godzilla. Godzilla was indeed. Oh, always find the eggs. Andy, shave and a haircut, two bits. What? The moral story was (laughs) shave and a haircut, two bits. (laughs) Where are American summer? Incorrect. Chris, do you remember? It was, because that's the... Fucking hell. Was that? Which I'm absolutely soaking. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the last thing we do. Uh, Chris, your next moral story. Dream big, Andy said for one film. Dream big was the moral of the story. Inception. Inception is correct. Andy, greatness requires sacrifice. Ah oh, shit! Oh, I know that one. That's not horrible. After all that, uh, yeah, I know. 13 Ghosts. Correct. Good oh. one. I don't know where you've pulled that from, but oh. yes. I, was, I, I had Matthew Lord in my head. I was like, right, okay. Lord. So only one behind. Still some questions to go yet. Chris, 
Drugs are bad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh... Oh, Big Lebowski. Incorrect. Uh... Andy, do you remember which film that was? Nah. It was Wet Hot American Fuck, Summer. That one. <laughs> it finally came up. Uh, that was fine. Andy. Oh, what is he for? Carry on. Because remember, they go into town, don't they? And then they get oh, high yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it was. Uh, Andy, Chris's moral story for which film was this? Be prepared to do the right thing. Whatever the cost makes a man. That and a pair of testicles. Bone Tomahawk. Incorrect. Chris, do you remember what that's a quote from? It's quite wordy, that one. Yeah. Being prepared to do the right thing, whatever the cost, makes a man. That and a pair of testicles. No. That was the big Lebowski. The uh, Sam Elliott said as part of his explanation about the dude. Oh, yeah, right. Right, so Chris has a one-point lead, and you've got one question each to go here. Chris, drugs are bad. (laughs) What was that the moral of the story to? Maybe we should do that one. Yes, we did indeed just do that one. You gave us one. You had three, and I missed the other one off the quiz. So, uh, <laughs> but I need the specific answer this time because the other one wasn't quite right. Uh, Not be mentioned yet. I, I don't think you've guessed this one yet. So. No. Nah. Uh, if Andy, I'm assuming you don't remember either. No, clear. Bad Boys, that was the moral of the story. Ah. Bad Boys this season. Uh, yes, we did. We did do Bad Boys this season. And the final qu- final moral story, Andy, if you get this correct, it's a draw and I've got a tiebreaker. Bone Tomahawk. Correct. Smart men <laughs> don't get married was the moral of that story. I need a tiebreaker then. Right. Okay. How many... So who will go first here? Chris has been going first the whole time and Chris always gets claims to get screwed over in the quizzes. So Chris, you have to guess first. <laughs> How many times did the three of us you, me, and Andy, all three of us, give the same one thing about a film. How many films a season oh. do we all agree what the one thing was? There's a maximum of 20 and a minimum of none. How many Six. times? Did... And Andy, what is your guess? Seven. And you, I fucking knew you were going to go one up. Well, he went the wrong way because it was three. <gasps> <laughs> ah, that's it. We only agreed three times. We only agreed... Bone Tomahawk. We all agreed that the one thing was the manner in which Deputy Nick yeah. died in that film. Yeah. Point Break. We all agreed it's that surfing movie. Yeah. And in Terminator Two, we all agreed that the T One Thousand is the one thing about Terminator Two, and they were the only... everything else. Two of us often agreed, and often all three of us didn't agree. So, uh, yeah. Chris is the winner of the moral story quiz, but you both, between you, so you got 10 points out of 20. So I feel that's... like a loser right now, though. So He's so... <laughs> I'm so... I'm not well, should... a shot, son. Right, okay. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to milk this for too long, but I'll run through... I'll... Two seconds, I'm in my bedroom. Right, okay. Carry on. On to <laughs> the first award of the evening, then. Chris doesn't get an award for winning the quiz. It's going to be Best Song is the first award. Previous winners of Best Song, New Order, Seal, Ramstein, Johnny Cash, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, What You're Going to Do, and then Axel F from Beverly Hills Cop. They're all previous. That's right there. Uh, Yeah, that should be a playlist in itself, really. I've not started yet, Chris. So the nominees for Best Song for this season, the lads know what they all are. They've all been sent over to them. Jane by Jefferson Starship from Wet Hot American Summer. Juke Joint Jezebel by 
KMFDM from Bad Boys. We opted not to go for Bad Boys, Bad Boys, which we're going to do again. Beelzebos, the final showdown from Tenacious D and Pick a Destiny. Fall Yellow Brick Road slash We're Off to See the Wizard from The Wizard of Oz. Hello Zip, i.e. the final theme from Saw by Charlie Clouser. The term, the Terminator main title from The Terminator, the first film only. Brad Fiedel, not Bad Friedel, but Bad Fiedel. Lagrange by ZZ Top from Shanghai Noon. Deeper Underground by Jimmy Require from Godzilla. Angel of Death by Slayer that was somehow in Gremlins 2. Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood and the Destroyers from Terminator 2. And then Pennies from Heaven by Louis Prima from Elf. They I are... had to Google Slayer because I had no idea what film that was coming from. <laughs> oh, yeah. did you do it that way? Yeah, because when I give them the songs, they don't know what film it is. So, uh... So we'll do our usual format of we each pick a bronze, a silver, and a gold medal, and tire sales and knots, and we'll stick by going after the glorious Andy. Why don't you lead off and give us your bronze, silver, and gold awards? And right. Find well, straight there. up, I'm going for an honorary mention. It doesn't make the top three, so I'm, I'm getting the ground running. This is the uh, most nominations for an award. Is this one? Yeah. Every other award is less. So. so, purely because it is an ultimate banger and has been in about twelve films, is the the Saw Hello Zip. Yep. That's jingle. one of my honorable mentions. There's another it's... one I wasn't expecting. Since doing the research for this, I found someone had done a playlist that's the Hello Zep from every single Saw film. I put it in the playlist. Yeah. I've now added that playlist to my Spotify. It's, it's like, it's like you say, it's a limited it's, it's Yeah, there. the baseline is there. Even from one to two, it's yeah. amazing how different the song is. But in my mind, it's like, oh, it's that theme. It's mm-hmm. the best bit of the whole film. So yeah. that, that was an honorable mention, wasn't it? So Yeah, so honorable mention. So I'm going to hit the ground running with bronze. Mm-hmm. So my bronze is going to be Bad to the Bone from Terminator 2. Because mm-hmm. in its own content, that scene is iconic, but the song's just a banger. I'm mostly basing these on songs that are bangers, by the way. Songs about rather than how they fit into the film and all that. Yeah, yeah. which actually that one fits in the film perfectly. It does, Silver, yeah. however, doesn't fit into the film, but absolute banger. Jamiroquai, uh, Deeper underground because because it is every, in the film. <laughs> it's in the end credits, but every single time I think of that is Chris's funeral song. So that's how. Right. Okay. But it's also just got a belter of a video, music video, just him going the steps and uh, Godzilla. It's, it's yeah, yeah, in the the movie theater. Yeah. However, this one fits so much into the film and is an ultimate banger. It's Tenacious D, Bales above. That song is my ultimate banger from this one. So that's getting gold. Gold from Andy. This is this is especially difficult for me. This one. This, I, normally, I'm like, I'm all over it. I think the main thing is that I think I pretty much nominated every song here. I think Chris and I agreed on a few. Yeah. I genuinely don't know. Like something like the Terminator main title. That's my like my ringtone on my phone. Is that mm-hmm. so? But that's that's not. Well, that's I, much as, I, prefer, I was gonna say I prefer Terminator 2's version. I think you could be right. I've also clicked something on my notes that made it disappear, so I need to get that back. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe Terminator 2 actually might be the actual version I've got. But yeah, that, that theme is up there. So I'm going to go down maybe the same route as Andy and just what I think the best songs are. I need to give my bronze to Deeper Underground because that basically that song and maybe music video made me want to go see the film. Um, exactly. And it might be what first, first planted the Godzilla seeds in my mind of, of why he's the best guy ever. Um that's my bronze. I am trying to find a way that those aren't the top two, and I think they are the top two. Jefferson Starship, Jane is my silver, and I'm going Beelzebos too. Because of all the songs on there, I've listened to the final showdown by Denise mm-hmm. D the most, and it, it never fails to, uh, to live up to expectations. Chris, what's yours? Um, I've got a second honourable mention, because I'm surprised you haven't picked this, Bruce. Uh, 
The Man and Me by Bob Dylan. I thought that would have been on the list. Um, we had a three-way tie for the Big Lebowski, so right. we had to all up because I went Gypsy Kings. I wanted Hotel California. I think Andy must have had something else. I think you had what condition my condition is in was Andy's favorite. Uh, this song has just grown on me, and it's I've got I've downloaded it. So anyway, my actual list is my bronze. You're not gonna like it. I put Beelzebub by Tenacious D. Right, Absolutely okay. fucking banger. But um, choice. my silver is Jane from Jefferson Starship. I love that song as well. But my gold, mm. just purely because I've loved it for like twenty odd years, is Going Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. Right. Okay. So we've actually basically we've picked the same ones, haven't we? Uh, I forgot I mean, to actually make sure that Andy had the tiebreaker thing in question because he always is. But we don't need it because there is a winner. Because with two gold votes, Tenacious D become the winner of Best Song uh, Pointy you, Award. You'd hope season. so. I film all about songs. You'd hope it would be there. I think one. deep down that's why I had to go to it because it's like it has the best overall soundtrack as well, yes. that film. Uh, so that's the winner, Tenacious D. And I will do that to find that later on. A close one and also the longest list of nominees for the evening. Uh, second award we'll move on to. One of the very most hotly contested awards of the season. There's a few awards that Chris and I nominated a million people for and best supporting because of our long debates over how people fit into the categories meant the best supporting got a lot of nominees. Previous winners, Dave Bautista, Robert Downey Jr., Steve Martin, Gary Sinise, Harrison Ford, G.W. Bailey and Anna Faris. What a, previous what winners. a list. <laughs> yes, what a list. Nominees, we're, better than, we're better than the Oscars because of these, these. Anybody can win. Anybody, literally anybody could win. So, nominees for this season of the podcast Christopher Meloni for Wet Hot American Summer, Jean Renault or Rene Russo, if you prefer, from Godzilla, <laughs> John Goodman from The Big Lebowski, Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2. She was also nominated for Terminator 1, but it, it didn't quite make the cut. Laurie Petty for Point Break. Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz, Matthew Willard from 13 Ghosts, and Richard Jenkins in Bone Tomahawk. Again, as you said, a mixture even within the, the nominees there. And it's me to go first, isn't it? So I really need to be thinking hard about this. So they are in the running for me. Oh, she said. Yes. He's from Corey. Honourable mention. Is for me, is Matthew Lillard. I think I really pushed hard for him to be nominated because I really slated him badly during Scream. Uh, and I, I insisted he get best supporting. He could, he could be saving the Scream franchise, rumours. He could be. I thought he was going to in the previous one. Yeah. Uh, so he's only honourable mention for me. But my top three, undoubtedly, are the top three that I'm about to give you, but I don't know the order in which they go in. I will go bronze... Unfortunately, I apologise to Margaret Hamilton, but she's only getting a bronze for being the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, because she was the greatest thing in that film. My silver, which is getting weighted because of how good she was in Terminator 2 and also Terminator 1, but how different she was in Terminator 2 to Terminator 1. Yeah. Linda Hamilton gets my silver, but I can't see past John Goodman in The Big Lebowski as being my best supporting actor, so he gets my gold. Chris? Uh, so Christopher Maloney gets my bronze because he's hilarious. I fucking love everything he does. <laughs> uh, my silver is going to Linda Hamilton. I think she's same with you, Bruce. I've kind of got Terminator One in my mind as well. Uh, but John Goodman in The Big Lebowski steals the movie. 
He does. I mean, it's hard to steal the movie, but he's it. He's just so not perfect. Absolutely everything. It's just so good. Andy, what are your votes? Uh, very similar. Uh, Matthew Lauer gets an honourable mention because yeah, he was pretty good in Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah. So shite. I'm going for bronze. I'm going for Jean Renault as mm. the mad Frenchman because he's of that guy. You loved him in that. You were very yeah. pro Jean Renault. I'm going bronze. John Goodman. Because he's he's my guy. He's the best thing about thingy. Probably you mean silver. It. Yeah, I, you're the first one to slip. Yeah, so, fuck. Uh, so yeah, silver. John Goodman. He's he's my guy, and he's the best thing about that. But Lyndall Hamilton gets gold for me. She's she right. The perfect apex. That's because she loves it in your head after kissing you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She lives rent free. She does. Uh, a very tightly uh, one vote difference really made it. There it was two two goals for John Goodman and two silvers for Linda Hamilton. It means John Goodman, Big Lebowski, a well earned best supporting actor award from all the way back at near enough the beginning of the season. He carried all the way through. He's also nominated in the next category as John Goodman. The next category is the best team of the season. Previous winner only one. Dominic Toretto's crew, and I believe that was specifically Fast 10. Uh, I could be wrong. It might have been the first one, but I think it was Fast 10. Anyway, the family. Of Dominic. Point. Thinking nominees. I'm thinking. What's the nominees. The Connors and the Terminator from Terminator 2. Dorothy, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man and the Lion from The Wizard of Oz. The Dude, Walter and Donnie from The Big Lebowski. The ex-presidents, i.e. the bank robbers in Point Break. The family in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mike and Marcus from Bad Boys. Royal Bannon and Sean Wang from Shanghai Noon. And Tenacious D from The Pick of Destiny. They are the nominees for Best Team, Chris. Okay, so my bronze is the dude Walter and Dory because they were a good little trifecta. They're funny. Good bowling team as well. Yeah. My silver, the corners in the Terminator. Right. But my gold, it has to be Tenacious D. Tenacious D. <laughs> Shunned and best song by Chris, but uh, you do get the best team. Andy, best team uh, nominations. Oh. I'm going down a similar, similar route, I think, by starting completely different. I'm going for Tenacious D is bronze. Oh, okay. Uh, they're a good team. They did defeat the devil, but there was a big bit in that film where they, they separated. So. They did drift apart, you're right. Um, oh, yeah. But but also, sp- speaking of drifting apart, um, Shanghai, um, Noon, um, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, they, they uh-huh. were a brilliant team. They worked as a team. Okay. But they did drift apart again, but chemistry-wise, amazing. So they get the However, silver? They're getting the silver. Right. However, gold... They're just the ultimate team. Mike Lowry. Oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> Bad boys. Just, that's a team. They, they the bicker, team. they fight, but they're bad boys for life. Said the thing. Um, I really don't know what to do with this. Uh, this is the real problem this season is every nominee that made this point is a winner. Like they, they could win it. So it really comes down to personal preference or whatever you want to call it. I could eliminate them. So I'm down to four. Since they've got nothing so far, I'm giving Dorothy the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, a Lion, a Bronze. I think they deserve something. They were a good team. It was a bit of a petty vote. Petty vote. Um, I'm giving them, but then I don't know where to go with my silver and my gold at all. I'll tell you what. Bad boys. 
I will vote these two. These are the two I'm going for. And actually, what I do doesn't really matter. So in order to solidify them as the winner, Silver is a dude, Walter and Donnie, because they were so good at bowling and amongst everything else. But Tenacious D, no matter what I did, Tenacious D were going to win at that point. So Tenacious D are the winner of best team of the season. Doubled up already have Tenacious D with being the best team in the best song. I guess that's all they'd be looking for, really. I um, say that's that's the category, isn't it? That's their category, yeah. Tenacious D, the best team of the season. Now, what's coming up next is a rarity. As we've gone through the seasons in this podcast, less and less do we pick on the things that are wrong with films and more and more do we celebrate the things that are good. So this is one of the very few worst awards of the season coming up next. So worst plan, though, a classic, a favourite. If there's one thing we like to do in the Temple Podcast is argue about how stupid people are and what they should and shouldn't have done, hindsight-wise. Previous worst plan winners... <laughs> Poisoning Chev Chelios. That's something <laughs> that's a bad plan. I, I really, every party awards I've mentioned, Poisoning Chev Chelios. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat Tournament. The Mummy Curse. Going to, going to the planet in the first place in Aliens. <laughs> face Off and the premise behind that. Jumping out of a plane without a parachute by Tackleberry. Oh, Tackleberry yeah. <laughs> and in last season, hunting a lion alone in the dark in crocodile infested waters. In, in I thought Beast. that was this season. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was not. That was last season. But they're all the previous winners of worst plans. Been in my head for years is Schwarzenegger running down a runway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems to be like the worst of the worst plans for some reason. <laughs> Getting away from the authorities by just running into a wide open space. Who was that against? Uh, Mortal Kombat, maybe? Is Mummy? That... Maybe the, the whole reasoning behind the Mummy's curse, yeah. which didn't make any sense, maybe. Anyway, that's that's old news. This season, nominees. Dr. Gordon and Adam fake Adam's death in Saul. I don't know if you remember that bit, yeah. but uh, we'll come back to that if you don't. Involving Walter whatsoever in the ransom handover <laughs> in The Big Lebowski. Jumping out of a plane without a parachute in Point Break. <laughs> Leaving a deadly videotape lying around in the ring. Marcus pretending to be Mike Lowry for four days in Bad Boys. Publishing a children's book with blank pages in it in Elf. The general rescue plan that was the premise of Bone Tomahawk, which we can maybe nail down when we get into it. And walking into a stranger's house in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Andy has to go first. Do you want any kind of I don't know, specifics on any of these nominations, Chris, or anyone? No, no I'm good. Right. Well, do you see just a general rescue plan for in Bone Tomahawk? No, the whole plan was just shit. Wasn't it? Basically, they were like, four oh, of them going. The wife's been kidnapped. Okay, the four of us will just take off right now, not get any help, and he's got yeah. one leg, and he'll definitely come with us. And yeah, ah, ultimately, is the worst plan: go with a broken leg. Yeah, the guy with the broken leg could barely ride a horse, so it's uh... <laughs> right. I am going with bronze. Mm -hmm. I'm going for Marcus pretending to be Mike for four days because we know that it didn't pan out very well. Yeah. I'm going to go for silver. I'm going for walking into a stranger's house in the middle of nowhere. It never ends well. Yeah. We all know that. Very Even they do. I'm pretty sure they said something in the film as well. <laughs> However, it's it's a bad plan. It's jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Point breaks, gold. <laughs> Point break. A former winner. Um, I I know which ones I want, so I'm I'm gonna give 
Generally, the downfall of the dude in that film was getting Walter involved in everything. So <laughs> that gets my bronze, is that. But between the other two, uh, I think because of its legendary status, jumping out of a plane without a parachute is my silver. But I really took issue with why Marcus had to pretend to be Mike Lowry. Like, I really don't know what they were going to gain. They just had to be like, oh, no, I'm Marcus, but Mike is coming. And yes. here's Mike. Here he is now. And I, it was a terrible decision and plan going forward. So that's me. Chris. Um, okay. So my bronze is going to be walking to a stranger's house in the Texas Jason Massacre. Because uh, it didn't end well, apparently. My silver... Ah, oh, shit. So I fucked this already. There's too many good nominees this season. Too there many is. Good ones. I wanted to nominate Walter because he, you know what he's like. He can't fight well. He's just going to fuck shit up. So why yeah, don't you get exactly, involved? Yeah. But I feel like leaving a deadly videotape, knowing fight well that somebody could just watch it and then start the cycle over again, has to be silver. Oh, of course, but, she left it lying around knowing what it was, basically. Yeah, she left it under a couch. Aye, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's a stupid idea, but jumping out of a plane without a parachute like if he had just missed that guy that's it he's dead so yeah it's a massive gamble that you're gonna land on someone who has a parachute yeah so it's not the same film winning twice but the same bad I mean, plan has won twice with jumping out the know, tackle berry one of my themes next season i so should be people jumping out of planes with parachutes yeah how I just go try just go skydiving without a parachute because everybody else seems to survive it <laughs> I still stand by that the number of people who were in that plane, there had to be in a spare parachute be... flying somewhere for him to describe. The tackleberries kind of made sense. Like, it wasn't a, like a skydiving plane. He, so he had to do what he just did. Yeah. But but yeah, but he just jumped out without a parachute. Just... Definitely had to be in another one somewhere. Uh, so yeah, back onto the best <laughs> stuff again. And I'm kind of sort of returning every so often award. Best set of the season. The Atoll from Waterworld was the first winner of this. The Oversized Garden from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, was the second winner. And it's been away for a while, but the seven and a half floor from the Big, Le- Big Lebowski, from being John Malkovich, was the last winner of this award. But this year's nominations for Best Set, The Bowling Alley in The Big Lebowski, Eddie Valiant's House in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Emerald City of Oz in The Wizard of Oz, The aforementioned Farmhouse in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Future from the Terminator. <laughs> Specifically, only the first one got nominated. We didn't nominate the future in the second Terminator. So second one just... as well. Oh, unfortunately, it's not nominated. <laughs> Madison, Madison Square Garden in Godzilla. The North Pole in Elf. <laughs> and then, I couldn't come up with the proper word for it, but I get the toilet in Saw. The main yeah. room that the Saw movie takes place in. I guess it's a toilet. Uh, they are our nominees. Uh, it's me to go first, isn't it? So I need to really think. I just realised how big that toilet is. There was a toilet there and like a bathtub way over the other side. It's like a huge. Yeah, yeah that's the concerning thing. Is there's a like no matter what that building was, why is there a bathtub? In it? Yeah, <laughs> like plumbed a in as well. Bathtub. Yeah, a public plumbed in bathtub. Right, I'm going bronze for Madison Square Garden for the same reason as Andy's one thing about Godzilla was Madison Square Garden, yeah. and he's got a point that I can't not think about that. <laughs> so I guess a bronze because of that. But outside of that. Kinda leaning towards my silver being the North Pole in Elf, purely because one way or another they had to build a big one 
a yeah. big one for the elves and a little one for Will Ferrell, and then cut it together, which I love that sort of stuff. But for me, the winner is the farmhouse in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just love that hmm. building. I love the way they showed you what everything was, how it fits. And as I kept it on the podcast, that red wall with the cow skulls on it, I just love that. And then the sliding door, the scary noise it would make and all that. Farmhouse in the middle of Texas. That's my gold. Chris? So my bronze is the North Pole from Elf. I like the, the wee animals as well, cut together. <laughs> and like you said, the different, obviously, levels for the, the house. My silver is Madison Square Garden because... I love Madison Square Garden. I always remember from wrestling <laughs> things, and it's an iconic stadium. Iconic sort of building, yeah. My gold is the future from Terminator because Ooh. it was absolutely bagging. Uh, but Terminator Two is fucking doubled up on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think is there. I can't remember now. Even thinking back, which one there's more of the future in. I think there's maybe more future in the first one. Yeah, yeah, there is. The I just... Can't really remember. Anyway, Andy, what's your folks? Uh, I'm going for an honourable mention in this one. I'm going to go for the Emerald City Wizard of Oz, um, mm-hmm. but all the sets of Wizard of Oz, even when they were painted, were spectacularly done. Basically, yeah, the entire film filmed indoors, if I remember correctly. Yeah. In Wizard of Oz. Uh, however, I'm going to go for Bronze. I'm going to go for the North Pole and Elf because that was what I said. I'm going with that. Good. I'm going yeah. for Silver, Madison Square Garden, because mm-hmm. it's iconic and they put eggs and destroyed it and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, however, I am going for gold is Eddie Valiant's house in Newfoundland Roger Rabbit because that entire thing was just amazing. It was like high sets, like I said, how they did it, the old band puppets were there. It was just, it was just so good. And this explanation is really why I made sure it was nominated because yeah. like, I think it was the same as me, Chris. We didn't really think or know about it when it was being made, but oh. when you think about it afterwards, yeah. oh yeah, that's people, how there's loads of people running under the floorboards at full height and stuff like that, and they're on a massive set. It's just spectacular. Well, by virtue of being actually voted for by all of us, one way or another, Madison Square Garden has won Best Set, <laughs> which is a bit unusual. Uh, I've still never actually nailed down whether they actually used the real Madison Square Garden for filming or not, because I, I wasn't able to um, no idea. find out one way or another. But yeah, as best I can tell... What do you buy? American drink. <laughs> <laughs> two silvers and a bronze. Half of that already. Aye. Best Animal is next. Best Animal, a new award, Best, best Animal. Boy. Best Boy. Best Boy Award. Only one previous winner, Sari the Dog from Prey, who pretty much stole well that deserved. film. Well deserved. I've only watched that once. I think, yeah, I think I'm the same. I don't think I've ever revisited it, and it needs revisiting it. It was good. Best Animal for Season 8, though. Nominees. Not Now Arctic Puffin from Elf is our first nominee. <laughs> The Boat Horse from The Ring. Uh, boat Horse is how I refer to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, Kamikaze Horse. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's capitalised Boat Horse. That's its name now. Boat Horse from The Ring. Ton Wang's horse in Shanghai Noon, who basically didn't need to be ridden and would follow him everywhere like a dog. Gizmo. We have bent the rules to allow Gizmo in from Gremlins oh, 2. I just realised the next one has to be amazing. Hank Azaria from Godzilla. It's gone. The Marmot. The Marmot. <laughs> the Marmot. Gone. From the Big Lebowski, <laughs> the snake in Friday the Thirteenth, and then Toto from the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Chris, I think you're leading us all. He's gone. Uh, oh, this is quite a tough one. Yes, again. Uh, I feel like I have to. Honorable mention Hacker's Error. That's a great one. That one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, we bent the rules for Gizmo, but that's a real bending of the rules. But it was called Animal, so yeah. it's, uh... it works. So. 
purely because it, it was an actual animal that died, I'm going to say bronze is the snake from Friday the 13th. Um, my silver is the Arctic Puffin from Elf. <laughs> Not now, Arctic Puffin. Mm. No, do you know what? Flick it. I'm going to flip them. Oh, flip them. Mm. So a Trade bronze for the Puffin and a silver yeah, for the snake. Purely because the real animal died. Got to be good. But the boat horse from the ring. Fuck it. <laughs> that <laughs> was brutal. <laughs> It really feels like it should be a different film, that scene. I don't know why it was there, really, other than just be haunting, but it was sensational. Andy, what's yours? I'll go over Chris. Honourable mention, Hank Zaria, best animal. Uh, I'm going bronze, Toto. He is a little good, good boy. Yeah, Toto. I'm going for... I would have put Brigismo at this point, but it's not a real animal. Yeah. yeah. Not... With a bend, the rule still out of men, unfortunately. Yeah, so not quite, but I'm going to go for the Mormit. Um, in Big Lebowski, because I just always remember that, and that's why I know what a marmot is. Remember it. It um, puts it in the bath. They come yeah, in and put it in the bath. The, the nihilists chuck it in the uh, bath on top of screams. the dude. But where's the money, Lebowski? Yeah. They do that, and that's. Yeah. I've got to pick. A, I've got to pick a horse, but I'm going for Sean Wang's horse in Shanghai ah, because cool. that was one well-trained horse, and it is a proper horse rather than a CGI yeah. horse taking a dicky dive up and poke. Right, I know what one and two are. What's my bronze? What is my bronze? Uh, oh, I, I, I'll put Arctic Puffin in just because it's the bronze and it's funny, it makes me laugh. But my silver is definitely Boat Horse. I loved that horse. That was a great scene. But I can't believe that Chris has done this. Also, Andy, get the tiebreaker ready because there's a tie coming up. Uh, that snake <laughs> died on film for that film. I'm giving that poor little snake a nice little black thing, just minding his business in the jungle, wherever he was, forced to be in Friday the 13th. That's my yeah, goal. Some guy, it was a trainer snake. Apparently, he was standing off set absolutely howling because he <laughs> killed his snake. <laughs> just chopped his bloody head off for no good reason. I don't even remember. Was it? It must have just snuck up as a jump scare, didn't it? The snake. And then it was someone defended themselves by chopping it. I can't really remember the. Uh, I think it was in one of the bedrooms or the. Uh, call it, yeah. Where the bunk beds are or something like that. Anyway. We've got a tie between Boat Horse and the Snake. So, Andy, right. you need to tie break Boat right. Horse so we'll and do, Snake. We'll do though. odds and even so it's got a bigger number range. So, mm. you pick one as a number and one that's well, one that's so odd and one even. Boat Horse was first, so it's number one. It's, it's the odds. And then the Snake will be evens. Can you see not it? Quite, not quite, but I'll believe you. Right, it's time to press it. Press. Uh, it work? Work. Press. <laughs> seven. A seven, so that's the odd. So the boat horse. No, the boat horse. No, no, sorry, yeah, that's first, yeah. Yeah, number one. Boat horse is the winner. Yeah. Lovely, lovely horse. What a way to go. What a scene. It was a fucking somersault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still, I I still blame Naomi Watts. She had no need to go right. up and hassle the poor horse. It was minding its own business in that in that carrier. Just thing. walk away. If it starts kicking off, it's like, oh, okay, you're bad. I'll just walk away. No, I'll poke you again. Like, no, no, no. Stop being scared. <laughs> of course it's going to scare the life out of it. Yeah, the boat horse uh, no, is the winner of that one. And boat horse is back because our next award is best death. I know it's uh, going to steal this. I've not even looked at it. I know what's coming. I know it's winning. Pre previous winners that the winner has to live up to. Death by Unicorn. Neil Patrick Harris. A chest burster, skin ripped off, eaten by a T Rex on a toilet, Dick Halloran in The Shining, and then a man was cubed last season, which was oh. the best death. Which one, Chris? Which one are you most thinking about? Death, you said death by unicorn. Yes. Right. <laughs> that was Cabin in the Woods down yes. the underneath bowels. Ah, okay. 
Because all, all I heard was Death by Unicorn, no Patrick Harris. So I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neil Patrick Harris and Gone Girl was. Yeah, the that, I remember his one now. Right, nominees for this season Andrews Stabbed in the Neck by an Oyster in Shanghai Noon, The Boat Horse in the Ring, taking a heater off the back and ending up in the, what do you call it, the propeller of the boat. Oh. Deputy Nick was wishboned in Bone Tomahawk. Godzilla at the end of Godzilla, an emotional farewell. Kevin Bacon stabbed through the throat in his bed on Friday the 13th. The lawyer was cut in half the long way in 13 Ghosts. One of the punks was punched to death through his chest in The Terminator. And then Xander Berkeley was stabbed through the mouth by the T-1000 in Terminator 2. It's a lot of good deaths this season. Yeah, very much so. A lot of people being stabbed with things and cut with <laughs> things. It's, it's been blades this year. I've completely lost the running order who's first and all that sort of stuff. Who did you go first last night? I can't remember. Was it me? No, I think it was me. Was it I Jack did the last one. I went last because I had to, I, I, I wanted the tiebreaker. Yeah. So. Right, so Chris then. No. I went first. That, it's you, it's you, Andy. It's All you, right, Andy. me. Okay, I'll take it. Right, I'm going to go for honourable mention. It's it's not best death. It's a proper sad death for Godzilla. That Godzilla, yeah. Uh, however, bronze. I'm going for Kevin Bacon getting stabbed through the throat bed because that shut me up. Yeah, you and I got a big jump scare, Chris, didn't I think? He got a worse yeah. one later on in that film. But we, uh, I don't know. No, yeah. I'm, I always love being like kind of half the long ways, so I'm going for the lawyer <laughs> and Deputy Ghost. Yep. However, Gold is Deputy Nick. He gets cut the long way and the balls fall out. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he played that back there at his, bit, his massive TV just so I could see it. Yep, I've seen the balls. And is he correct then, is he? Yeah, he is. Right, I've never gone back to look. So. Yeah, but it's it's in the contents of death. It is a best death. It's a gruesome death. It's not probably not the best. It's not quick, but it's it's for film wise, it's the best death. So my gold is also Deputy Nick getting wishboned. Reiterating that, so I'm starting with the gold to confuse matters on this one here. I should really have thought longer and harder where I was going next. Actually. Um, I think I really wanted Xander Berkeley and the T-1000 getting him. I wanted that nominated because it's a belt over death. And also because he's a reasonably famous actor and he's just like gone like that in the background Every of time. the scene, based, basically. So him and I will ignore Boat Horse because he's already won again. And I will go the lawyer getting cut in half the long way. I do love a cut in half the long way as well. Uh -huh. So that's my bronze. Chris, over to you. You can go to back to the normal order if you wish. Well, I'll just triple down right now. That Gold is Deputy Nick. Yeah, that, that is ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. Now I can't get that image out of my head. My bronze for me is the most iconic death, one of the most iconic deaths from the film. But the lawyer cut in half the long way from Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, uh, no, Silver Xander Berkeley stabs through the mouth in Terminator Two. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad that one got more recognition. But yeah, definitely. I gave you with the whole bot horse. It's already been done. It's, I think so, a... yeah. He he might well be back again. I can't really remember. In fact, he is indeed back later on boat horse. <laughs> but, uh, but the ring had to get some nominations and he deserved it, did the old boat horse. Deputy Nick, a a well and true uh, I don't know, earned win for Deputy Nick. I'm not even sure who the actor was that played Deputy Nick for us to I'll tell you, um spoiler for if Emmy's gonna watch that film uh Oh, it's a series, I can't remember what it's called now, on Netflix. 
about a bomb in Vegas. There is oh, a aye. deputy Nick moment in that. <laughs> just pre-warning you. Okay. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. Another worst, but a long time template podcast award. Worst father figure. Cooper from Interstellar. Matilda's dad in Leon. Not from the film Matilda. Wayne Zielinski from Honey, the Kids. And then Jack Torrance from The Shining is an all-timer of a bad dad. This season, nominees. Arthur, which is Tony Shalhoub in 13 Ghosts. Dom Cobb in Inception. Dr. Lawrence Gordon in Saw. Grandpa in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Meatloaf in Tenacious D. Richard Morgan, that was Brian Cox in The Ring. And Walter Hobbs, that was James Caan in Elf. I believe it's now me to go first. No. And Aye. Andy went first in the last one, so it's me mm-hmm. to go first. I a lot of bad dads here. A lot of people that don't really have a lot to answer for, or have a lot to answer for, I should say. I'm going to go my bronze is Richard Morgan, Brian Cox, Temple Podcast favourite in the ring. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm not really on now. He had his reasons, but like he had a demon child to deal with, but he was still a bit of a bad dad. That's why you should always check who you're adopting first. Exactly. And we, we also implied that he interfered with horses during that podcast <laughs> as well, so we could put him down for that as well. And I've, I've got two that I'm trying to pick between here, and they're very different. So... On the basis that I can't prove that he is the root of all the problems, I'm going to go Grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as my silver. So I don't know that it's him that's causing the rest of his family to be the way they are. <laughs> they might just be feeding in people's blood. And, yeah, I that, yeah. Yeah. But I think he maybe one way or another was, was a bad dad too. We're still not exactly sure what the dynamic was there, <laughs> but if it was the old gas ah. attendant fella was his son, then it, 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 he's got a lot to answer for. But for me, I still can't quite work out why Walter Hobbs had no home life in Elf with the the he's too busy at the office not paying attention and signing off children's books mm-hmm. for twelve and thirteen hours a day that he can't spend any time with his twelve year old son or whatever it was. You know what? I completely forgot about his other son. I just had the uh, buddy the elf on my head. Yeah, that's a game changer. Yeah, above all else, the way he deals with buddy. But uh, I mean, that would be quite surprising. So yeah, he gets my gold. Does Walter Hobbs, Chris? So, my bronze is Meatloaf from Tenacious D. Just, I can't use religious nuthead and all that, but it's not a bad dad. He struck his kid. Religious nutheads are not nutheads. Can't prove that. My and he was swearing sil- a lot. No, <laughs> he <laughs> was. A silver, I am going to put as you know what, Dr. Lawrence Gordon, because he had a cushy life. He had a hot wife, he had a kid. He had what made for him, and then he was just banging some random. I've forgotten who I've just picked. Not proven, no. Meatloaf. Okay, gold is Walter Hobbs because his son had been... Mm. I forgot about his, his other son, but yeah. Michael his other son, the other son in um, the North Pole. He still treats him as some weirdo and like he, just, he didn't welcome him. He wasn't happy to see him. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he Andy. changes ways, but he's still about that. I'm your... going to go for... I'm going for Grandpa in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he was he was actually higher up until Bruce kind of talked me down because it might not have been all bad, but it might not have been all him. Yeah. I, he's he's the root of that family's issues, I reckon. So I'm going Meatloaf Silver because uh, 
like he didn't even go back and see his kid in the future or anything, did he? He's just yeah, he never, came back. Back. Uh, never came back. Yeah, yeah like, you think they'd be a reuniting at the end. Oh my god, you just saved us from the devil or no, I didn't even go to one of his shows, nothing. Uh, so he's he's pretty bad. But not as bad as Water Hobbs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is gold. Like he is a bad dad. He, you're right. He literally all he has to do is sign off books. That doesn't take up all that time. He just didn't want to go back home. He hated his nice young kid for some reason. All he wanted was was a dad. And also, he obviously had him when he was in like his fifties as well. Which Aye, is just a random bastard as well. You know who's lucky? Dominic Cobb from Inception. He's lucky. Well, I don't know because you're framed for a murder he didn't commit. Well, well yeah. I'm not. If you're diving in a rabbit hole, he did commit it. But Aye. the main problem I have with Dominic Cobb is him, an old annoying ass mall. They decided. We're going to disappear off down into our dreams. It'll only be 10 minutes the in the real world. However, I can't be doing with them. And let's go for years upon decades upon it and just get away from our kids that we had. And that's why I'm I'd like to think that they were being babysat. Oh, they were? They, that. they were just running around causing riots. Like, fuck <laughs> you, I'm going for a sleep. But I, I don't want to paint you into a corner and ask you tough questions here, Chris. But, but imagine, imagine someone said to you, ah, you and Nicola... You could go and live your lives for hundreds of years and not and not have to see your kids again for <laughs> hundreds of years. It's like, would you see that as a good thing or a bad thing? I don't... Yes, it's a good thing. Right, okay. Hey, see, right, okay. It's not my dad. He's just doing what any dad would do. Argument retracted. Any Argument you, retracted. Right, if you back into a bathroom just to eat a packet of crisps, then yes, you want rid of your kids. Right, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Retracted. Oh, Chris just eating shitty crisps. I'm sitting in the toilet just going, <laughs> peace and quiet. <laughs> is it even peace and quiet? Is that why you fit the new door? No, because all you hear is bang, bang, bang on the door. I've got a new door lock, it works now. <laughs> Next nominations. Next award, even. <laughs> Best character name. Only ever been one winner, which is Axel Foley, which is a great character name. The nominees for this season. Best character name. John Wang, uh, which is John Wayne sound alike. Two of us wanted the dude. Somebody wanted Jeffrey Lebowski, but Jeffrey the dude Lebowski, the whole thing is nominated. Johnny Utah from Point Break. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. Roger Rabbit. Tenacious D, The Terminator from the aforementioned films that they would fit into. Chris, it's your turn to go first. I wish it wasn't because it's a difficult one. Okay, right, Bronze. I'm going to go Johnny Utah because it's quite a powerful name. It's like James Bond names Utah, Johnny Utah. It's like, it's like yeah, Jack, right. Jack Walker. That's the guy who's going to get shit done. <laughs> Use that on that it's episode. Exactly. Yeah, that exact joke. I think, or that exact thing. <laughs> I'm um, going to call Max. My silver. I'm going to go. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Well, my gold is the Terminator. The Terminator? Wow. It's been used that many times as well. Controverse. Sherminator and Brucinator. It can be used in anything. Good point. Hey, Andy, what about you? All right, I'm going just for like proper kind of character names. I'm not going to go like, because I would say Tenacious D is a film title, Terminator is a film title. Honorable mentions, they're banging names. Character is called The Terminator. Mm-hmm. I know it is. And like, same Roger Rabbit, it's a, but it's a film title. So I'm going for Bronze, Johnny Utah, because that is, it's, like I said, it's a powerful name. 
That's that right. is a powerful oh, name. Fuck. I'm going for another beer, by the way. Brace yourselves. <laughs> and then I'm going for silver. John Wang. Because that's, that's a beller. Absolutely. Like, it's a pun intended, but they don't even play on that pun at all in the film. It's just amazing. It's great. Not until the very, very end they play on it. Yeah. However, it's just, it's always in my head. Like, for 25 plus years or how long this film is, is Mike Lowry Mike from Lowry. Bad Boys Gets Gold. It's, it's, I don't know why. It's such a mundane name. But just the way he says Lowry, and it's like yeah. Martin Lawrence saying it, it's just brilliant. Exactly. It's the way he plays it up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I want to go against what Andy's saying. I think Tenacious D is a hilarious name for a band. And like the fact that it comes from basketball, uh, and they've just taken that, they've heard that someone playing Tenacious D fence, and like that should be our band that's name. That's blown my mind. That's, yeah, I didn't know that either. That's yeah. blown yeah. my mind. There you go. Uh, that's for Tenacious Suck D. Suck it, Chris. From. Suck it harder. My silver. Is I I think it's also absolutely hilarious. Is Chon Wang, uh, <laughs> as the the Chinese John Wayne, Chon Wang is, is incredible, and I didn't notice like until a certain amount through the film. But for me, as not being an avid Bad Boys fan, the Michael Lowry thing really did stick it with doesn't me as well. But it, it goes across all films as well. It's just it's genius. Uh, I do agree with Chris about the Terminator being a thing, like. It's adapted into our like the yeah. everything possible, but then Roger Rabbit is very much a, a given now. If, if it's ever a rabbit, immediately call him Roger as a joke, sort Wait, of thing. The, the problem I have with Roger Rabbit is every time somebody said Roger Rabbit, I just think somebody fucking a rabbit. I see. <laughs> I don't know if it's just Roger, me. Rogering a rabbit. Yeah, Rogering a rabbit. I was like, what? Every time, I always think it's fair rabbit. enough. <laughs> Next award, best. Weapon, yes, Chris. Ah. It finally made it. Your it your pet first time. his pet prize of an award. He's always nominating every weapon and every single thing we ever did. So best weapon for the first time. He started it like season two. It has never got a category. Never made it to the pointies. Never made it to the pointies. It's finally there. Best weapon. And I don't know why. It just kept every single film that was a weapon nominated this year. So we've narrowed it down to the Bone Tomahawk or Bone Tomahawks in Bone Tomahawk, The Chainsaw in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Gizmo's Bow and Arrow in Gremlins 2, Horseshoe on a Rope in Shanghai Noon, Jack Black's Voice in Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny, The Machete from Friday the 13th that Jason then basically took with him for the rest, The Reverse Bear Trap in Saw, and then The Cartoon Gun with Cowboy Bullets (laughs) in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, I went last, meaning well, that I, yeah, it's yeah. Andy to go first. It's me, so, right. Oh, this is hard. That's what she said. Uh, right, I'm going for an honourable mention. It wasn't utilised a hell of a lot, but the sound of it was amazing, and it's the chainsaw from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah. So that was your honorable one mention. Thing. It's the it's the soundtrack. It is the chainsaw, but you didn't see like some slashing, so it didn't not a great great weapon in the, that film. However, bronze, I am going for horseshoe and a rope because it just gives me that thing with a tomahawk and a rope from prey yeah. pipes. So anything on a rope just it works. It's a good weapon. It always improves it. Always no improves having it. to chase it. I am going for silver. It's going to be Jack Black's voice. Because 
it one destroyed a thingy, it blew up that guy's head. It, it blew people's him. minds. Yeah. It, it is a good voice. However, gold is iconic. Reverse bear trap and saw. What a weapon. Absolutely. I think it's debatable whether it's a weapon or not. You know, I don't know if we would use it as a, a weapon as such. But so I'm not in sure. That scary game that we play, you put that on as a weapon. You absolutely <laughs> you're right. Uh, am I giving that a bronze? I think I will go. I was going to maybe go around and mention, but I think bronze the bone tomahawk, the bone tomahawk that were up in the air and then oh, chopped yeah, off the um, Matthew Fox's hand uh, in that film. The, sh- the sheer sharpness of it uh, means that it gets a bronze for me. But from there, I'm not really sure where I'm going to be honest. I think Jack Black's voice comes into it, and I'll give that the silver. It was only in the dream sequence, but he was able to blow people's minds with it. And I think I put myself in a corner where I need to give Horseshoe on a rope my gold, I think. And that's not really what I was intending to do, but that's what I've ended up, Chris. I, I tell you, we, we, we could tell one one thing with our um, weapons. We're lazy and we like things that return to us. <laughs> Don't pick it up. <laughs> um... I was going to, I almost went all horror there, but I've changed my mind. My bronze is the chainsaw from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because again, it's iconic. That last scene of him going, really chainsaw. <laughs> he, was, he was weaponizing it. He was scaring people. I'm already thinking he only ever chainsawed one person with it. I think it was only Franklin that he got with it, I think. And the guy in the wheelchair. The one yeah. to get away from him. Aye. Yeah. Aye, was the... Everybody else he just hit with the mallet, thing, basically. Uh, my silver, purely because when I think of Gremlins, I think of Gizmo and the Bow and Arrow. Doesn't matter which one, what Gremlins it is, it's Gizmo's <laughs> got a bow and arrow. But my gold is the reverse bear trap because when I think of Saw, I think of Ray. Mm-hmm. I think that wins it for the reverse bear trap. It does two gold votes. That means it's the winner. A win for Saw for the reverse bear trap, which does it come back? Am I crazy? Or does it come back comes in back. other yeah, in I, other Saw movies? I'm pretty sure it makes maybe two, three appearances. Making it the I most. I think you see it once and then it's back on somebody again. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably the most frequent thing, trap, you want to call am it. Am I wrong and am I right in thinking that there's a few films where it's unwinnable? And it does it just purely because you could be right it. when certain someone else is involved. Aye, yes, the when, twist. when it isn't when it isn't John Kramer. Yeah. Aye. Best exit is next. <laughs> we had many debates about what an exit actually constituted, uh, but we'll see if we can nail it down in here. Best exit: boat horse leaving <laughs> the boat in the ring. As MVP of our season has to be. <laughs> it's not quite Black Philip, Black Horsey, but he's up there. Jigsaw, game over in the first Saw movie. The prison breakout in Shanghai Noon. Roger leaving his silhouette in the window and also the blinds <laughs> when he runs away, basically, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sally not only jumps out of the window once but twice in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Tenacious D power sliding the Who style out of the Rock and Roll History Museum. And the Wicked Witch leaving in a puff of red smoke and notably fire. In Burns herself. The yeah. Me first, I believe. Yeah. I've got my three. It's what order are oh. they going in? My brain's starting to uh, my, my Right. Mm. Jigsaw game over due to its badassness and awesome way to end a film mm-hmm. and exit a room. It uh, gets my bronze. 
My silver. This is this is maybe my toughest choice. <laughs> I know which one's coming in. There's definitely one in there. I one know. of them's definitely yeah, you know. Um, best exit. Right, silver. I'm sorry, Margaret. I know you got burned alive being the Wicked Witch of the West, but you're only getting my silver for disappearing in a puff of red smoke and fire. But Sally, twice, she went out of Windy in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What a way to end a, a scene, basically running and jumping out of a window. But through it twice, she gets she gets the gold. Chris? That should be everybody's go-to exit. I just, I find enough to admit the Windy. Father Jack style from Father Jack. Really he, he does that. He does that right, next time I'm at your house, because I'm doing that. I'm no, I don't, Wendy. I've had them replaced twice. <laughs> um, okay, she gets my silver. Sally jumping out the window. Sally gets silver. I'm sorry, my bronze. Oh, fucking ah, fucking. No. Hey, I even fell for it there. I even put the down it. Yeah, it was the bronze. Sorry, yeah. she's my bronze. So my silver. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I've got to say boat horse. Ooh. The way that thing exits the the, the boat, it's got to, it's... yeah, amazing. But jigsaw gets my gold. Oh, okay. Different direction for Chris from me. It's Andy, what sort of direction are you going with the best exit? Right, I'm going to put an honourable mention because I, I love somebody uh, burns for their work, and that's the Wicked Witch. Um, oh, right. yeah, honourable mention. That, that, that was a good exit, and she actually burned herself. So, yeah, honourable mention. Bronze, however. I'm going to go for bronze. I'm going for Sally jumping in the window twice. Silver, I'm going for Jigsaw's game over as I as right. a good exit. However, it was a long exit and it was a well played out scene, but it was the prison break in Shanghai. Really? Uh, I would give that an honorable mention for me. It was just right. so was funny. And then. They get out, they've exited, as in the thing, and then there's another exit being made straight away. Classic. I've also I've also learned from that thing because if you pee in something close, <laughs> yeah. it gets really hard. <laughs> exactly. Steven, when he looks at the camera, it's brilliant. Uh, because the first beer was seven and a half percent, and I feel <laughs> about half that in the first second of the thing. So. That's how it gets you. Chris is good. more beers. Chris's gold vote is the winner. Jigsaw in Saw is the best exit. It's a good exit. It's a good exit. It's a good exit. I'm sure we'll come into other reasons why that scene will be nominated for things in a bit. We're almost at the intermission now, for those of you who are holding on to your bladders. We're almost there. But this is a special award. It's mainly just for Andy, but Chris, you can play along too. Best product placement. I want Andy to tell me which films these products Fuck were those. placed in and then tell <laughs> us which ones the best. Because this is... Well, you can't press product placement. So between these, you can tell us. But the previous winners were Head and Shoulders. Which which film was that in? Evolution. Evolution. And Lucky Strike. Do you remember what film that was the product placement in? Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. So they were Nice. So Andy, you've got the list there. What films were these products product oh. placed in? Acme. What, what film that, that was could that? Be, uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, uh, a Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> That's Tenacious D. Tenacious <laughs> D, which is the car we yeah, found car. out. I had no yeah. idea it was a car. Etch a Sketch. What film product placement oh. was that? What's that from? I've got Toy Story in my head, and it's not that. It's not <laughs> Toy Story. It isn't Toy Story. No, what is it? Oh, can't remember. What was it? In? Elf was the I say, I, that He was making them, but also he I, did the Mona Lisa, I think, on it yep. or something like that. Krispy Kreme donuts didn't really oh, jump out at me. There are more than one. 
Yeah. No, oh, no. Uh, Dun Dunkin' Donuts was a different film. I've forgotten which one that was. Krispy Kreme. Oh. Is that Terminator? Uh, that might be Dunkin' Donuts. No, Krispy Kreme's was Saw. Uh, apparently they were sitting front and center uh, somewhere, but I missed were, that there one. There were three scenes of the, the any time the, the cops are in there. All right, okay. Uh, Lego. What oh, film was Lego. that? Oh, and that was. I'm sure that was a product placement. That one. That was very vividly. I remember upon. seeing the sign. I can't remember the film. It was Gremlins too. It was in uh, the lobby. The Gremlins it. had built a Lego Gremlin. Monopoly. That one. If, if you remember, remember that one. Monopoly. Oh, yeah. That's uh, American Summer. You're on the right lines. It was Friday the 13th, but yeah, they're ah. playing Strip Monopoly in Friday the 13th. Oh, is it? Strip Monopoly, I knew it was something yeah. like that. Uh, oil. <laughs> was, oil? Was yes, just oil. Just, just oil. <laughs> just oil. It was a reach. It was a stretch in this film that had no product placement. Phone Tomahawk? Point, eh, point Break. Wizard of Oz. It was oh, one. yeah. Because <laughs> the, the Tin Man couldn't move without it. Uh, okay. Sex Wax. <laughs> that was a uh, point break. I gave that one away, by, but yeah, sex was a point break, which we found out is a, a product. Aye, it was, yeah. Skittles. This should be easy for Andy. This uh, one. Bad boys. Because that was his one thing, was yep. Skittles. Uh, and then Smith and Wesson. It was another stretch. That's going to be Bone Tomahawk, surely. That was Bone Tomahawk, in fact. So, what was the best product placement of the year, Andy? Right. I'm going for, because I remember it as soon as you said it, so vividly, it's a great scene. It's Skittles. Skittles. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think Cutlass Supreme hard done by because to me that is most famous for that Tenacious D song. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. we didn't know what Cutlass Supreme. If we were American, yes, but yeah, Skittles for me that scene. Skittles, just when yeah. he's holding the gun and just going and some Skittles and then some Bubblicious or whatever he no says. No bubble, Bubblicious loses out to Skittles. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Did you physically see the Skittles packet? So very good. That was the best product placement. A couple of ones to tidy up, including a major award before the intermission. Here, the stats winners. Not. Which films won all of our stats that we track every single time? Speaking of bad boys, it won most shits with 109 shits in bad boys. Most F-bombs, I forgot to check if this is the all-time record, but 285 in The Big Lebowski means that it might yeah. well be yeah the most F-bomb-filled film we've ever done. Uh, I can't remember what the previous one, and presumably a Kevin Smith film might run it close. <laughs> But Big Lebowski was 285, which we worked out was basically one every ninety, one every like 40 seconds or something like that, I think it was. Explosions, Inception to 97, which was the most. Deaths. Now, Godzilla, we counted 184, which was the highest. But also at one point it said that Godzilla had caused thousands of deaths on Manhattan. So it's actually probably thousands more than that. Most cows was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There were hundreds at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Most goats, Wet Hot American Summer. There were two at the summer camp, which meant it won most goats. Dead animals. Gremlins 2 had 440 dead gremlins in it, and we counted them as animals earlier on, so that wins that. Most paedophiles. Our summation was that there were two in Saw, so Saw had the most paedophiles of the year, meaning that all of these awards, I feel every year, if we ever get a zero across the board, they're out. And every season, we still manage to get cows, goats, paedophiles in there. <laughs> so they all survive for another season. The Tom Cruise trifecta, it evolved this year because at first, a nihilist managed to achieve the trifecta, but Sarah Connor 
took a, a, a victory for the for feminism and she also completed the trifecta inventing the sarah connor trifecta as well as the tom cruise trifecta and tackleberry trifecta and Taco Tackleberry, I need to mention well, Tackleberry. In Tackleberry one, he was already married, so Sarah Connor is the new Tom Cruise. Yes. Basically. She, yeah, she actually did everything in the film. Everything within the film, like what Tom Cruise does. So yeah, Tackleberry, yeah, okay. You can maybe take a step mm-hmm. to the side now. And he's got his own one now, which we know uh, Johnny <laughs> Utah. <laughs> Johnny Utah did in point break. So <laughs> which is jumping out of planes without a parachute. Um which film said the thing the most? Oh. This is very tightly run. I've also got a shortened version of a film title that I don't know what it means, so I'm going to have to really think hard. Ah, it's Elf was second. Two... Oh, was it? Oh, I was going to say Elf... either The Terminator or The Big Lebowski. Elf was second, was 21. The winner had 22 saying other things, and it was Bad Boys because they sing the song right. Bad Boys in it. Terminator was surprisingly low, I believe the Terminator films between them had single-figure number of Terminators because they don't say... It's too obvious to go, oh, the Terminator this, the Terminator mm-hmm. that. Oh, look, it's a Terminator coming to get me. So it doesn't actually get said that much. See, when they say, I'm a Terminator, do you include that or does it have to be the Terminator? I think I always did... I think I did both. I think I did Terminators, I think, if I remember. But it was never as high as you think. Yeah. Well-written films don't hit that nail too often. They don't, they don't say it over and over and over and over again. And in most nut shots, I think came in a film where Chris didn't count the nut shots. It was a Shanghai Noon, where Andy yeah. and I both counted between us yeah. that there was two nut shots and Chris hadn't actually counted it. So that was the most nut shots. So they all survived for another year for those stats. Worst film of the year time right now. Previous, <laughs> previous worst films. Doom. Chris. A Scanner Darkly. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Chris. Howard the Duck. Chris. And that was the first four seasons. That was all Chris. <laughs> Mighty Morphin. Sky Darkly and Imaginarium in the same season for some reason. Right. No, they weren't. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers I'll, was I'll next. Take that, but that was, that was slagged off by... It was, it was harsh. harsh on it was that. harshly done by. Beautiful Creatures. That was none of us. We were forced that one. And then so was Space Oddity. And yes, you're welcome. I, that none of them were my selections. Ah, so, yes, there's one. Well. Surely, surely it's coming. Well, we'll it find is, out, won't we? It's been close, isn't it? I am involved in the bottom four this four. this season. I'll tell you that much. The fourth worst. This is it's all such tight margins here, but they are they are separate scoring wise. Fourth worst, a four out of ten from us. Andy gave it a three. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the fourth worst of the season. Third bottom of the table, also a four, a film that both Andy and Chris gave a three to, Friday the 13th. I was disappointing. Classic horror. horror. Classic Classic horror horror doesn't work for us. Wasn't horror at all. Didn't do well. Second bottom, also with a four, also selected by me, as Friday the 13th was my selection. Andy gave it a two. Wet Hot American Summer was my first pick of the year. It was the second worst film. But <laughs> the bottom film, the worst film of the season, that got a three, the only film to get a three, which in some ways, this is actually a reasonably okay scoring season. As in, if you combine what we gave films together, nothing got single right. figures. There was no nines, no sevens, no threes that we've had in the past. A ten combined, averaging out to a three, 
13 Ghosts, selected by Andy. It's the worst film. The only film to get a one from that was from me this year. This one was awful. And I gave it Chris gave it a three, Andy gave it a six. But I think very much by my weight of my one, that brings it down to be the worst. I loved his voting. It's like, I remember this thing. Six. It's a banger. (laughs) One person annoys you. Two. It's a banger. Can't believe I'm fucking Bruce needs to have a bad season. I know. I'm I still, think, I'm, I think, I you could pick it. the best film in the world now, Bruce, is getting a one. I think <laughs> Bruce overall has picked the shittest films on this podcast, but somehow scrapes through by some Academy <laughs> Award bullshit scoring between you and fucking Chris. I always pick the middle. I'm nearly always in the middle of the table because I pick things I like and you guys don't. <laughs> I can average it out to the middle all Chris, the time. Two seasons I've picked films I've never seen. I, I the first one was a bad, a bad one. That was a thirteen goals. After that, that was Matthew Lillard's redemption story, and Bristol fucking shat on it. It I was. Heard him scream. <laughs> I didn't, but it was a better <laughs> film, for comfortable. Uh, that brings us to the end of the first half of the pointies with the news that Thirteen Ghosts is one of the worst films. I'm not sure where I don't actually do the worst films of all time. I should think about that for the next pointies. I, I think we all know. It's either going to be the rumor, the Pranassus thing. The Room got a 2 out of 10 for me, so it's not The Room. It's Parnassus is the worst film we've ever done. But yes, 13 Ghosts, worst film of the season. That's the end of the first half of the Pointy Awards, and we'll be back at the start of the second half. I'll see you in an hour. (laughs) And we're back with part two of our season eight 10-point podcast awards. But before we get back into the awards, in some ways, the most important award of the evening needs to be given out right now. And that is who is the season eight quiz champion? That's the most. Oh, the shenaniganizer award. Oh, yes. for fuck's sake! That's a better so, quiz this season. What I can tell you is, <laughs> I did most of it for you. I can tell you there was one draw, one tie this year, so therefore there has to be a winner, basically, because you're splitting the others as an odd number. How do you feel like it went, Chris? I feel like you won it. Right. There's a there's a a wee. Phase that I won like maybe three or four in a row, but then there's a lot where you just blitzed me. Ah, and I've specifically looked at that this season as well. Yeah. I'll go with that first, okay? <laughs> I did a points difference, like how they do goal difference in football. Chris was minus 12 points difference, and I was <laughs> plus 12 points difference, obviously, because we're against each other. But I mainly because this season Andy gave it a lot of bonus points. I don't mean like here have a bonus point, but it's a case of you'd oh, get asked the was- question. You get asked a question and it'd be one point for this and one point for that. And it was a lot more points being flung around. So I thought, let's keep an eye on the points difference. No, it's the right. Chris is 12 nil up. But Bruce, if you get this one right, you win. I don't think I'm that happened this that. season. I'm coming on to that. So plus 12 was my points difference, minus 12 was Chris's. So the 20 quizzes, one was a draw. Chris, you won nine quizzes. Oh. I won 10. Quizzes, therefore giving me the win. However, during the quiz, the ring—I don't know what Andy's hilarious name for it was—but the ring quiz, Chris was winning three-one. <laughs> Chris was winning three-one, and I was asked, "How? What's the score?" And I said, "Chris is winning three-one." Andy says, "Bruce, for three points." <laughs> Here's your question, and I answered correctly, and I won that quiz by a point by getting three points from a final one. Nice. So, technically, I won ten quizzes, Chris won nine, and I am still quiz champion. 
But I guess on reflection, maybe that one was a bit tainted. So it might actually have been a draw this season. Because uh, I got that difference. one. Do you know what annoys me is, listening back in podcasts, we say things at the exact same time. We do, we do. But in my head, yeah. I'm like a second ahead of you. Like I say, I don't know, like Terminator, and you're like, Terminator. Terminator, yeah. But on the podcast, it is the exact same time. You're right. I, I do head. check for that as well. I do check for that as well. And and that that is how the scores have reflected that. So, yeah, very contentious because I won, was awarded the wins. But you could take away my final win there and it calls a draw. But technically, Chris would have won that I quiz and given draw. him. He would have won that quiz mm-hmm. with, that, with the points score being done fairly. So, technically, I think we call the quiz... A dead heat this year. Oh. I don't want to accept. I don't want to accept my win that way. I'm oh. sorry, Andy. But right, yeah. Well, next season I'm going to play right down the middle. Good. I'm going like judge, jury, executioner. We'll okay. always have a winner. It will be fair. It will be fairly done. I mean, we've learned our lesson. The season eight quiz. But yeah, okay, I couldn't believe that it, it was. It came right down to. I think I won the second last quiz to give me ten. Excuse me, and then you won the last one to make it 10-9 with a draw. So, yeah, the closest we've ever been. I absolutely dominate, and I love them ones because, excuse me, they are difficult quizzes, and then for some reason my brain, it just clicks. And then there's ones where Bruce, Chris, spelled there. Ah, wrong. Bruce, spelled there, and he nails it. I'm like, fucking hell, what's wrong with my brain today? Andy, and I think also by conduit, Chantel nailed down the problem that Chris has, which is if he gets thrown off quickly, <laughs> it's bad. And I win by <laughs> eight, nine, ten points. And that, that's the, uh... so, uh, the the next season. So is it season nine we're on? Um, season nine is this one, yeah. Or the upcoming one. It's going to be bigger and better and badder than Good. Ever. Look forward to it. And see if Andy can read out the questions, which he had trouble with a lot. I can't. The one with Dinklage is he didn't do Dinky the Dinklage 2. I could believe it. I could not believe it, yeah. <laughs> I was prepared for it. I think you won that quiz anyway, I think, in the end. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, on to the more awards and more voting. Best Acting. Previous winners, Jim Carrey, Mila Jojovich, Bill Goldberg, Rosamund Pike, <laughs> Christoph Waltz, Raul Julia, Michael Douglas, Zoe Saldana, and Jason Momoa won Best Acting last year. Amazing. You can just... You can tell by the list of previous winners the seasons where you have teamed up against me and decided oh, that someone is good. These are all deserving people. Like him at all. Well, you could not teamed up against me just because he was a fucking WCW guy. Right, okay. Chris Fair went enough. really quiet again. He went really quiet there, but I, he was complaining. So um, He was. I could, yeah, I could pick out what he was saying. Yeah. You're better now. Kick it off. Nominees. Arnold Schwarzenegger for Terminator, as in The Terminator. He wasn't nominated for Terminator 2. We'll come on to that in a second. Bob Hoskins for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Jeff Bridges for The Big Lebowski. Martin Lawrence for Bad Boys. Owen Wilson in Shanghai Noon. Patrick Swayze in Point Break. Robert Patrick was nominated for Terminator 2. And Will Ferrell in Elf. Shall we just start back at Andy again? It might actually be impossible, yeah. Andy, we'll start with you again since we're reset at the intermission. This is impossible. Right. I, know, I think I know my three, but I don't know what order. I have no idea what order to put them in. Right. I want to do an honourable mention on this one. And I'm going to go <clears> for Will Ferrell and Elf. He, it's one of his best roles, but ultimately he is playing Will Ferrell as an elf. So As he does in every film. Ed, yeah, but 
Yes, his pinnacle, it, what he does is amazing, so he's got an honorable mention. Right, here we go. This is this is hard. Mm-hmm. Right. I am going to go for I'm going for bronze Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Now, that man stole a role from what you call him, uh, because he was a better okay. Terminator. Um what's uh, Michael Bean? He was meant to be the Terminator. Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. He was meant to be the Terminator. Uh, I don't think it would have worked for him. Well, that's exactly why they were filming it, and Arnold was like, no, we do this. So I'll give him props. That's, that's a good actor. He's went in, I can do this better. So he's getting bronze. Now, oh, silver. Hmm. I'm going Bob Hoskins. Because he, he acted against nothing pretty much half the time, or mm. some guy holding a puppet. I'd be killing myself laughing. Some guy just holding a fucking puppet up. What he does in that film is, is next level acting. That's, that's acting. <laughs> However, there is only one great actor in this thing, and I have narrowed it down. It's Robert Patrick as the T T one thousand T two. My God, he absolutely nails that role. He he is sinister. No matter what that cunt's in anymore, and I use the word sea <laughs> bomb lightly. He's amazing. I'm terrified of him. He's he's a great actor overall, but just in that film, he does everything. Right, just amazing. Gold. Okay. I would. I had your gold going to someone else who you've not mentioned, so not, I'll, I'll leave that hanging. Uh, for the reasons mentioned by Andy, I'm giving Bob Hoskins an honourable mention. Uh, he's the one that just misses out for me. But yeah, him acting against nobody for the entirety of the film is, is pretty damn good, so he gets an honourable mention. My bronze, basically again for the reasons Andy listed out, but Will Ferrell and Elf gets my bronze because... He carries the film. The film's him. Everything he does and says is about what he does. And the film is so good because of him. So he gets my bronze. My silver is going to be... Tell a lie. My silver's going to be Will Ferrell. He's getting my silver. My bronze, I'm going to give Jeff Bridges my bronze. Because I think he is sensational as the dude and plays everything note perfect. But he is a lot more carried by those around about him. It's not all about the dude in that film. But he is, I can't fault him. But for me, because I think he was unfairly snubbed for Terminator 2. Uh, I think he was far better than that. But he's very good in the first one at being what he does. Arnold Schwarzenegger gets my my gold. I'm I'm, I'm using the Linda Hamilton rule from earlier and doubling <laughs> up and giving him best actor for both, basically. Uh, Chris? Uh, see, Schwarzenegger gets my bronze. Because I feel he's better in the first one than he is in the second one. Really, I think he's way better. In the second I feel one. he's all over. Well, yeah. he's all over the place in the second one, like accent wise. It annoyed me. <laughs> yes, right. My silver, uh, purely because when I think of this guy, I think of this film, Will Ferrell and Elf. But my gold is Robert Patrick. He fucking mm. nailed that film. Yeah, he, well. like Andrew says, he could be the best guy in a film. But you would still think he's bad because of the way he was in Terminator. Because of the team. He just he's looks like, like a bad guy. He's not even that bad in Terminator. He's a cop. But he's a terrifying yeah. cop. That takes some action. He even that. smiles. No Terminator smiles. Uh, I can't believe neither of you mentioned Martin Lawrence in that entire thing. Oh, Martin he was, was good, but... He's better in the second one, I think. I like him better in the second one. You Fair might enough. get another animation in the future. Fair enough. Robert Patrick, best acting. Well earned. I know I did mention him, but fair enough. I can't argue. One of the 10-point podcasts... 
I know, again, it's... Where you're just playing yourself. (laughs) Yeah. One of the all-time 10-point podcast's favourite awards is next, the Danny John Jules Award for Most Unexpected Appearance in a Film. Previous winners, Danny John Jules. Danny John Jules. Christina Pickles, when she showed up in He-Man. Amanda Byram. Uh, I'm not going any more into that. Sam Rockwell was in Demolition Man? There was something in the background somewhere. No, he was in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sam Rockwell. And then Terry Funk was in bloody, what do you call it, The Ringer. Uh, Out of nowhere. So nominees for Danny John Jules, Most Unexpected. Amy Adams in Tenacious D. Brian Cox showing up as he always does in The Ring. David Arquette in Bone Tomahawk. Flea was in The Big Lebowski. Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th, which is news to all of us. And then Tom Sizemore out of nowhere in Point Break. I believe it's me to start. Right. I'm has Brian Cox been in every season? No, but Hanky has been in He's a minimum a of three seasons. Yeah. Minimum. He twice unexpectedly showed up last year, I think, uh, in the last right. season. And he has once again showed up here. And for that reason, this is basically it's low-key the Brian Cox Award as well. Uh, I'm giving him bronze for showing up in the ring because I genuinely didn't know he was in that. Like There's some films where he, he pops up, but I did not know he was in that film. To split the top two, because Amy Adams isn't really in Tenacious D that much, I'm going to give her a silver, but I did not realise ever that that was her that was in that scene. But for me, I had no idea Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th and him showing up as, I guess, camp pers- camp counsellor number four or whatever he was. And having a sizable role, me never knowing. Kevin Bacon, that's my gold. Chris. Uh, so Amy Adams gets my bronze for Tenacious D. I was more of an advocate for, um, I can't remember what it's called, Anthony Ledeus from... Anthony Kiedis. 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 So... But Flea from Lebowski gets my, my silver. At a certain but, time, that would be big for me, but now I, I very much associate him with that film. He's still the last only film I've ever seen him in, I think. Um, Kevin Bacon. Very thin because we're gold. Good, good. Andy? Right, I'm going for Kevin Bacon Bronze mm-hmm. because I knew he was in it, but it's so funny if every time he pops up, so that's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. I'm going for. Amy Adams in Tenacious D. But for me, the, the utter shocker was David Arquette in Bone Tomahawk. Really? I, okay. I never knew this film existed. And then when I even Googled it, I was like, oh, that's that one with uh, that guy from Lost in it. And I put it on, I was like, what the fuck is David Arquette doing in this? He's the first person, isn't he? The first person yeah, to see David like, Blew my mind, so yeah. yeah. It doesn't stop Kevin Bacon being the winner. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, which is, he is in a million things, Kevin Bacon, but Seven I did not know. Did not know he was in Friday the 13th. Kevin Bacon, well done for popping up. Danny John Jules Award for season eight. Yeah, I wonder how many right. steps it is from Danny John Jules to Kevin Bacon. Hold on. <laughs> talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Well, talk about yourselves saying, Chris, I think it was you. No, it was, it was Andy came up with the Unsung Hero Award. It was Andy. I think it was Andy. Up, Andy came up with So the Unsung Hero, the, 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 I don't know if it's the first new award, but absolutely brand new for this season. Some have never made it this far before, but first season in, I thought it's a winning formula. And I do wonder if there's maybe a potential front runner here uh, for this one. So unsung hero of season eight. I don't know how how you put it, Andy. Basically, the character in a film, whatever you want to call it, that 
does the most but gets the least recognition. Yeah. Would that be what it was? It's a guy that I never thought of until you mentioned it, but now I can't unsee it as being the unsung. The winner. Player. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Can I stop you there? I've just done yeah, seven okay. degrees of bacon for the last thing. So uh-huh. Danny, Danny John Jules to Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. It is technically two steps. Really? Danny, okay. Danny John Jules was in a little shop of horrors. He was. The little shop of horrors was with Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest was in A Few Good Men, which was Kevin Bacon. So with Kevin Bacon's in. There you go. Two easy. Steps from the Danny John Jules Award. Easy. Very good. All right, nominees for your Unsung Hero Award, Andy. Eames, that's Tom Hardy in Inception, coming up with the plan, executing the plan, it. killing everybody, yep. being funny, being Run playing the, the role of somebody, doing everything and not getting none of the credit from Dom Cobb. Mm-hmm. Character name, Indian Wife from Shanghai Noon. That's how she's called in the credits. Basically, Hong Kong fooing her way through the thing, doing everything for our two main heroes in the background so that they can... Keep going. John Connor's ginger friend in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I if not for him... ginger, it's not just John Connor's friend. It's oh, it has to be the ginger. <laughs> because you just say John Connor's friend, you're like, oh yeah, but then we think ginger. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. the ginger. Yeah, yeah. ginger friend. Uh, for basically saving humankind by giving John the heads up and giving the T1000 the runaround. Murray Futterman in Gremlins 2, the new bat. She had no need to go and help. He, he'd already had his life ruined by the Gremlins, and he, he went in and he plowed through a couple and killed a few off and say, helped save the day. And then the New York construction team from Godzilla, which is what Andy set off this chain of events with. with <laughs> these The repairs these poor people have to do following the events of Godzilla. Um. I think it's Chris to go first with this one. It's the proper award. No one's personalised award. So, Chris, right. who are your... I think it's you to go. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, so my my bronze, I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to Eames from Inception. He was... He did a lot of the heavy lifting in that film. It all rested his shoulders, like the whole and he being was like, browning. He was at the fourth yeah. or fifth pick as well for the team as well, wasn't he? I know, yeah. yeah. He was first, first dibs. Well, the main point of Dom Cobb is the worst person to do what he's doing because he has this like specter of his ex-wife hanging around. And then Arthur, we think, is just claiming a paycheck from somewhere. Like We're not actually sure what he did. So it's all Eames, really. Like uh-huh. The rest of them are just hangers on. Which I always thought he was a bad guy in that film. Uh, you always expect somebody to be the, the flip-flopper. It's a twist. Yeah. A twist, a twist. Um, just because she happened, she appeared at the right time every time as the Indian boy from Shanghai. <laughs> But I never thought of it at the time. But John Connor's ginger friend is the unsung hero, of unsung hero of the Terminator franchise. Yeah, Andy, what are your awards? Uh, almost the same, but I'm going to go for honorable mention as Eames. He's he's close, but he's not close enough to get bronze. Okay, Bro- bronze is the Indian wife in Shanghai. Okay, he pretty much saves them all the time. Yeah, silver is the New York construction team. Like. God, like Godzilla decimates it. Yeah, okay, they, they kill Godzilla. Somebody's got to do all the repair, all them homes, and the construction team seem to just get that back up. Not as quick as a film that will come up in the podcast at some stage. Right, okay. However, they're rapid. I'll give them that. However, <clears throat> John Connor's ginger friend, he literally saves mankind, and he doesn't even know he does it. He doesn't know it. He does that's, not the be- know it. that's the best type of unsung hero. Somebody doesn't even know what they've done. 
He doesn't even yes. look for a claim because he doesn't know he needs yeah, it. He doesn't yeah. care. Doesn't rub it. They're like, I'm sure the construction team. They're going, look at us. We've just built this. Don Connor's friend. He's just done. He's just done a kind thing, and he doesn't even know he saved humankind. He's been. You think he ever? You think he ever sees John Connor again? I feel like John Connor goes off in a different direction with his life. That's what I would like to see is him come back and say, I just want to thank you, by the way. You saved me from that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he never or... turns up again in the film often, does he? He doesn't go, oh, In yeah, Salvation, I'm... this is my best mate. You saved my life. Yeah. Uh, he no, was he ginger. Need... Yeah. Maybe he's a flair. That's a flair. Terrifying. The, uh, I'm not giving my votes yet. Uh, so I'm going to go down the route of... I think Murray Futterman deserves a bronze. Because he didn't need to get involved. Even as I was very... In favour of he gets my silver, but yeah, John Connor's ginger mate is uh, definitely the winner. And shall I propose that this becomes John Connor's ginger pal award? For, <laughs> the ginger pal awards, the ginger friend award for it most is, unsung. It is like that. It's like it is the pinnacle. I think we've started off strong because he just he just did it. He's literally changed the course of humanity. Yeah, I think it should be uh, John Connor's ginger friend. friend what's he called? Nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. That's what makes it he's so unsung, we don't know his name. <laughs> yes, there we go. So the unsung hero, the John Connor's Ginger Friend Award for Best Unsung Hero. The winner, John Connor's Ginger Friend. Very much the Indian's wife as well. It's like there's two people in there, they're probably like actually genuinely unsung. Yeah. And like, she doesn't have a full name either, yeah. She have a full name in the credits. That's a but then she unsung is... hero. She's portrayed as a hero throughout. Like we can see through in the yeah. film that she is. Ah, look, who's actually doing it? Whereas he, nah, no, no credit. Right, best twist. Talking of twisty best twists, best. Chris loves a twist. Previous winners of best twist came from the boy in the striped pajamas, the witch, <laughs> Alien, Ready or Not, Seven, The Shining, and Den of Thieves are the previous best twists. No spoilers for any of those. But this season, spoilers for all movies we did this year. Best twist could come from. Inception, where we learned that Cobb incepted the idea that ended up killing his wife. Cyrus is still alive in 13 Ghosts. Jason Voorhees is still alive and is in the lake in Friday the 13th. Jigsaw, John Kramer has been in the room the entire time in Saw. Kyle Reese is John Connor's father in The Terminator. Samara from The Ring, she wanted rescued from the well so that she could do evil unto the world. The Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger's actually the good guy in Terminator 2. And in Godzilla, there is still one egg remaining at the end. Andy? This is a hard one. There's some good twists mm-hmm. in here. Oh, where does start? Right, I'm going to go for another honourable mention. I'm going to go for Cobb's Inception because that film could be interpreted every which way. But I do like the idea that like he killed his wife, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, honourable mention. Bronze. Now, it would have blown my mind if I didn't know, so I'm going to give it bronze, which is the Terminator's a good guy. The lead-up to that is absolutely if you take it like you try and forget about it, it is amazing yeah if you don't think about it guy it's it's a bronze purely because it probably got ruined for me as a kid and i just knew uh arnie's a good guy yep right yeah literally for all those reasons that's my bronze too everything you said is that's my bronze as well right this is hard i'm gonna right i'm gonna go for samara is silver because that is a good twist because you think oh right 
the classic horror thing. Oh, she you do a redemption, you get her out, you rest her. So, no, she just wants to be a bell end. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a twist. She is just evil, right? So she's getting that. However, speaking of pure evil, and it is the ultimate defining twist, Jigsaw been in the room the whole time. John Kramer lying there. The ultimate. Like, that is, this, this award should be the John Kramer Award. And I challenge me if you want, but that is gold. <laughs> I think maybe when we get through the um, the Saw movies, like we might eventually, we might make it the We're going to have Kramer. a name for every award eventually. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a bad way to end up. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad way. Um, yeah, my bronze is Terminator for literally everything Andy said. My silver, though, is Jason Voorhees still being alive and in the lake. A belter of a jump scare at the end of that film. <laughs> and it's, I, it's not 100% sure it makes sense, but it is a really good twist at the end. It's it's also the double twist of it's not Jason that's doing the killing. It's an old lady, and then he still actually is there. But yeah, I think okay. never to be topped as a twist ending is the ending of the first Soul movie. I think you it is. That blew my mind. That's, I that's think, what I yeah. wanted the Terminator 2 to be. Like, I went into that film just going, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Not like, and like I said, they, they almost topped it with Saw 2. Like, it was up there. Like, that twist. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I want to give. I think I'd give Samara an honorable mention because I don't. I don't know the ring at all. So this is really my first ever viewing of it. And like Andy says, yeah, you think the culmination of a story in this sort of films usually, oh, you you uh, lay the haunted soul to rest and everything's good, but that's not where it goes. Chris. Okay, so I'm an honorable mention for the Terminator because I watched Terminator Two first, and I've always known the Terminator to be a good guy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. My bronze is Samara just being a bell end. I'm about to kill everybody. My silver is the still one egg in Godzilla because mm-hmm. I was desperate for a sequel and I, I thought I'd get one because of that. Yeah. And it, it infuriates me that we still haven't got one for that it's one. Just, it's just this, like, I don't know, this cliffhanger that's still hanging is that there was yeah. still an egg left. Yeah. But I have to give you guys. That's. The ending of Saw is probably the ultimate twist. The first time you see that, I want to go back and watch it with the first time again because that blew my mind. It's a, it's a slow for about three years. I loved showing people Saw I, so that I could watch the ending and be like, oh. it's, not, "It's not the greatest movie ever. It's slow, but it's well done. The acting's terrible, but that ending, yeah, it's, it's the apex of endings. That's what makes a really good independent movie. Is okay, you can't afford this, you can't you don't afford see that. Coming either, exactly. No. But you've you've found an absolutely perfect story, script, idea, and that's it's like the type that's of film what's... that I think I would produce. It would be right, utterly yeah. dog shit, but there would be a twist in it. It'd be like, fuck, I've blown minds here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're looking for that reaction. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the winner, Jigsaw, John Kramer, best twist. I think we all saw that coming. Kind of pun intended. Hey, sure. a much debated. Award coming up next. Most underused in a movie of season eight of a podcast. Previous winners, Bill Paxton. I'm not sure what movie he was underused in. Jack Black, one of the previous films with Donahim, he was underused in. Steve Gutenberg, probably Cocoon, he was underused in. I don't think it was Police Academy. And then Brian Cox last year was most underused in one of the films he was in. He's in <laughs> Baby oh, he was in last year. Yeah. I think it might have been The Ringer. If not, it might have been Shot of Glory, potentially. Um, hey, either way, he's often underused, Brian Cox. Nominees this year. Dina Mayer from Saw. Faison Love in Elf. That was the guy who ran Gimbley's or Gimbled, sort of what it was called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. The famous Disney and Warner Brothers animated characters that appeared in Roger Rabbit. 
Gizmo in Gremlins 2, John C. McGinley in Point Break, Paul Winfield and Lance Henriksen, the two cops in Terminator, the original, Shannon Elizabeth in 13 Ghosts, and Walton Goggins in Shanghai Noon. And it's me to go first, and I actually don't have a clue. That's a, that's a tough one as well. Yeah. A lot of other used people. I've got one honourable mention coming up. Right, okay. Right, my bronze... I'm going to go on and mention Shannon Elizabeth. I feel sorry for her because she was just used to sell that film and then wasn't in it, basically. I have an image of her from Scary Movie... No, American Pie, sorry. And I thought that's where we are going with this film, but we didn't. Okay. Let's go any deeper out of Chris's psyche. So she's my honourable mention is because, yeah, she's barely in the film. Uh, Walton Goggins is my bronze uh, because I think that film needed more of him and less of the other villains who were in it. And I love Walton Goggins. He's very good at everything. My silver, I think they should have done more with the famous animated characters that they were able to get for Roger Rabbit. Roger was a pain in the arse, <laughs> but they didn't do enough with universes yeah. kind of colliding that they could have done. So that's my silver. And my gold, I'm going to go with Paul Winfield and Lance Henriksen. Not so much that they were underused per se, but they just they were just Vanished. done with and, and yeah, tossed aside. Like they were underutilized, maybe yeah. than underused, I think. But I really enjoyed every scene they had. I wanted more of it. I wanted more of the cops chasing after everybody. So that's my gold, Chris. Okay, so my bronze is Fies on Love from Elf, because. The, the few scenes that he was in, he was hilarious, and I wanted yeah. him to be in more. But no, he I, wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> uh, my silver is Gizmo from Gremlins 2, because when you think of Gremlins, you think of Gizmo, and he was literally in it for like five minutes. It was all about the other ones. I can't change anything about Gremlins 2. I love it too much. It's, uh, it's my, one of my favourites. But... Oh, I don't know. Uh, I was going to put the other ones, but I'll go with what Bruce and their Bruce said about Paul Winfield and Lance Henriksen. Like they had like a bit of a comedy dual act going, and that was great. And then yeah. out of nowhere, boom, they're gone. Not even a not even a farewell or a thank you or a like. Paul Winfield kind of half saves the saves Sarah kinda in one scene, but yeah, very understated. Andy, right. I've been thinking on this. I'm quite hammered Good. now. So might say some shit. I'm going for broad. I'm going up for honorable mention first. I'm going to say uh, Paul Winfield and Lance Hendrickson. Right. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed them not enough to get into the top categories. Bronze. Channel Elizabeth. Thirteen Ghosts. Same reason. I her. At, at the time, she was American Pie. She's been in other things. Amazing, but completely underused. When do I do it? I'm going for bronze and eh, not bronze, silver, gizmo. Gizmo gets it because, uh, <coughs> yeah, he needs to be in a blood market. However, now there's a reason behind it, it's not just for that they were underused, it's also because, uh, she kissed me in the cheek, so it's a winner. Uh, Dina Mayer and Saw. Because um, when I seen her, I was like, oh my god, it's Dina Mayer. Massive Starship Troopers fan. She's going to be in this film a lot. She's not. Two yeah, scenes. She's a, 
she's in like a scene or maybe two and it's just yeah and and all this budget she is like she seems like the most high profile actress at the time yeah because she'd just come off the back of a few other films and she's not used in that film at all and ultimately the fbi in that film are shit so yeah pretty bad yeah i'm really dying here i'm choking to death the the winners paul winfield and lance henningson i think they are the first duel to win most underused my voice is going he's talking too much talking way too much on the podcast here as normal (laughs) moving on quickly before i completely lose it to best badass a unbelievably hotly contested award this season I did not realise that we had this many badasses on the podcast. So, previous winners, Warwick from Avatar and Casey Ryback from Under Siege, our previous biggest badasses. <laughs> Nominees this season. Eames, as mentioned earlier, why he was the badass in Inception. Gizmo, because he basically turns into Rambo in Gremlins 2. McLowry from Bad Boys, because he's a badass. Sally, and we need to remind you, I've got Friday the 13th next to her. It's actually meant to be Texas Change the Massacre yeah. she was in. Jumps out of not one, but two windows, like badasses do. Samara in the ring, just generally because of how much of a badass she was. The Terminator, from Terminator 2, I think that was the more badass performance, mm-hmm. uh, given the choice. Walter Sobchak in The Big Lebowski, in his general attitude, and the fact that he was taking on all those nihilists on his own, basically, who... Showed no okay. fear. And then the Wicked Witch of the West. She was a badass dominating the realm of Oz at the time. Uh, presumably, it is Chris to go first. It is. Okay, so my bronze, uh, Gizmo <clears throat> from Kremlins. He's not in that film enough, but and then out of nowhere, he comes in, he's got a bow and arrow oh. and blows up the spider one. Rambo. That's right. So he gets my bronze. Silver... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Eames from Inception for what we previously said he carries that entire mission he does, yeah, it's a lot of it on his back I wanted to say Sally for jumping out two windows but <laughs> I want the t- the, I've got a soft spot for the Terminator he's a badass Fair. you guess my gold Andy, what are your votes? right I am going for no honourable mentions this time. But I'm going for bronze. Mike Lowry and Bad Boys. Mike mm-hmm. Lowry. Not Mike just for thing, but yeah, he is, he's a pretty badass. As a, as a LAPD cop, he's pretty... Doesn't give a shit. Well, I guess it's Miami PD, is it? No? Well, whatever, Miami PD. Whatever they are. Right. The next two involve high explosives. So I'm going for Silver Eames and Inception. Right. Gold is the Terminator. Yeah. He's ultimately a badass when he's in that bar and he gets his thing. But then, for me, the scene that gets it, it's just him walking around with that, like, uh, was well, grenade launcher at the top. But then, oh. but then, but then <laughs> yeah. it's his gas canister just pumping people in the back with a thing. It's like a gas canister, but he's yeah. hitting them with the fucking shells instead. Because he can't kill anyone, yeah. Yeah, really it's good. amazing. So, yeah, he's, that he's scene that's... with the medic on is bonerific. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he is a badass. The Terminator... Leather, glasses. That's the definition of a badass, surely. Yeah, that's what I think of badass when I think of. Exactly. Like a Terminator. Like a jacket. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I, I'm gold for him as well. 
definitely Terminator with my gold. So he wins, hands down. But I'm giving um, I'm giving Sally my silver for jumping. Like that's badass <laughs> behavior. She didn't know she was being a badass, and that's ultimate badass behavior. Uh, and the Wicked Witch of the West gets a bronze from me. She, I think, she's overlooked. Before they invented badasses, she yeah. was a badass. Honorable yeah, mention. Votes this year, uh, tonight There's from the Wicked Witch of the West. I mean, yeah, she deserves yeah. them. I think yes. she was the best thing in that film, and she's never yeah. going to win anything in I'll this. Tell you what, I'm going to add an honorable mention for Gizmo because he was pretty badass. Yeah, fair point. Honorable mention for everybody. I, I'm not sure I agree with Samara necessarily, but more kind of mm-hmm. evil than anything like that. She was evil. On to the next one. Most annoying kids, very oh, hotly contested. Previous winners: Denny from the room, Melvin from Tremors, that kid at the dig site at the beginning of Jurassic Park, <laughs> Bruce Wayne in the Batman Begins, <laughs> and then the daughters of Idris Elba in the the middle of nowhere. Oh, in, in Beast. Hell, yeah. Nominees: Not strictly a kid, but Ariadne asked eighty-eight questions throughout the runtime of Inception. <laughs> Puts annoying kids' behaviour, if not actually yes. a kid. Yes. That's like a, why? Bobby. Why? Why? <laughs> why do you do this? What's that for? How do I do this? How do we get out again? Stop asking questions. Bobby in 13 Ghosts, that was the younger, younger child of uh, Tony Shalhoub, uh, kept just running off. We're in this haunted house and he just keeps running off places all the time. John Connor, Edward Furlong in Terminator 2. A, a pet peeve of Andy there. That was winning for me. The kid with glasses in Wet Hot American Summer, I think oh, yeah. he's the one that ends up with the teacher, or whatever you want to call yeah. it at the end, is him. Do you see what happens, Larry? Larry, do you see what happens, Larry? Larry, do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? Larry from the Big Lebowski, who did or didn't steal the car and all that sort of stuff. He, uh, he's ah, married. okay. Got you now. <laughs> that little kid who put ice cream in Sarah Connor's apron in The Terminator. Uh, he's nominated. And then Ned, the most annoying man in the world in Friday the 13th, uh, he's nominated for that too. Uh, who starts? I can't remember. Uh, did I not go first last time? Aye. Uh, I mean, Zandy go first then. Ah, shit, Right. I'm going for Bronze Ariander from Inception because yeah, the mm-hmm. questions were too Ariadne. many. Ariadne. Ariadne, question, 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 question. Yeah, questions, too many questions. Silver is Bobby from 13 Ghosts because what a bell end. Like he's on a scooter, he's cruising in a glass house, somehow he gets lost in a glass house. That's that's impressive shit. <laughs> yeah, that is impressive, you're right. <laughs> so it's this little dick. <laughs> and then yeah. It's so fucking annoying. It's John Connor. Gold. Hey, it's gold. That gold voice. Connor. It just... It's like... I know well, his balls, like, his balls are dropping. Well, okay, right. His balls are dropping, but I'm meant to believe that he's like 12 or 13 or whatever. The guy's riding a fucking mo- well, scooter or whatever, dirt bike. He's he's pretty badass at times, but then he's just such a bell and it's like he's got this fucking killing machine. He's telling him to put one leg up and... Uh, no, just no. Just no. Just annoyed me. All the way I'll through the film. with the, the, the test of him listening to me lift your leg. I'd fucking lift a leg if he somebody just, asked me to. Just, but mostly just he's a voice annoyed me. Like that. <laughs> no, just bad. So Addy hates puberty. I hate puberty. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. Uh, I'm giving Ariadne my bronze just because of the un... 
unwavering questioning. I didn't even notice kid. it the first few times until oh. we did this podcast. I couldn't fucking believe how many questions came out of our mouth. So much. Um, the little kid is lucky that they're not only in one scene, but they're putting the ice cream in Sarah Connor's apron. This is as much for the adult that was like encouraging the kid. It was out and over as well. Um, but that's just horrible behaviour. But Ned tried to ruin Friday the 13th by being an absolute wank the entire time. He did so try. He, get... he fucking did. Yeah, well, there you go. He gets my gold as Ned. And I think he, yeah, he's, he's on the on the cusp of being a kid, I think. Chris. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, so my bronze is the little kid that put the, the ice cream in mm. Sarah Connor's thing. Silver is Ariadne. <laughs> like, start calling the fucking Midler. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, gold is Ned because he absolutely ruined that film until he died. <laughs> until he died, which was a happy, happy time. How did he go? Yeah. I can't remember what his death was. Oh, you, you don't even see it happen. He just he was gone. Just yeah, gone he all of uh, He's the winner. I win for Friday the Thirteenth for most annoying kid for his fucking Ned. death was annoying because he didn't see it happen. <laughs> Best plan is next. As much as we like making fun of bad plans, we like appreciating good plans. So best plan, previous wins. The Heist and Logan Lucky. Hans Gruber's plan in Die Hard. Uh, John Doe's Seven Deadly Sins. The Gremlins' plan to assassinate Mrs. Deagle in Gremlins. <laughs> and then Donnie's master plan in Den of Thieves was the last winner. This, this season, nominations. Cutting the throat, boat out of a tro- throat bone out of a troglodyte. To oh, use yeah. a sort of beckoning that's, whistle that's thing. That's a good plan. Yeah. The ex-president's bank robbery routine, which they execute flawlessly, and then they disappear for weeks and months, and then they do another one and disappear and all that. I'll just call it the game in Saw, basically Dr. Lawrence Gordon's... Triple H. Game. The game. <laughs> yes. Uh, the game in Saw, the, the main reason that Jigsaw does what he does in that particular movie. Going back in time in order to kill the leader of the resistance, John Connor's mother in Terminator. His sharp bend bar in Shanghai Noon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were talking That's before, it. I still made no sense. I was like, what? <laughs> That's a game changer for Chris. Yeah. Uh, Samara's escape plan in the ring, how she was going to get out of being stuck down the well, stealing all the heroin from inside the police lockup at the beginning of Bad Boys by, by the bad guys. And then The Stranger, which was Tim Robbins, yeah. his plan, which Tenacious D used to steal the pick of destiny <laughs> in the pick of destiny. Uh, I'm lost to who's first. Has it been uh, I went last, so it must be you. It must be me to go first. For best plan, I have two that are in there. What is the third, I would say? Bronze, piss shirt, bend bar. A good plan, but also eye-opening. I didn't know that was such a thing yeah. as that. I'm definitely uh, using that. If I ever get put in jail, I'm just going to do it. It ultimately worked. See if it, works. Yeah. it worked, but it didn't get them out of jail. They actually got broken out by Indian <laughs> wife, if I remember rightly. But it did, they did bend the bars. Silver is going back in time to kill John Connor's mother. I think that was a very good idea by the, the machines. But John Kramer's plan for every, the events of the first Saw film uh, flawlessly executed. I cannot fault that as a plan, Chris. Um. So. Um, oh, now you throw spanner box here. <laughs> so okay, my bronze. I'm going to go for the cutting the throat bone out of a troglodyte 
because mm-hmm. if I just kill somebody, I'm not just going to look at it going, Joe, I'm just going to rip that out of the fucking throat. Yeah, that. Might need that. Stick yeah. that in my mouth. Yeah. So <laughs> my silver is going back in time to kill John Connor's mother. Uh, but my gold is piss sharp Ben Bar. <laughs> that's that's my now my my life motto now. I'm just gonna piss and shirts and Ben Bars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might, you might need to be behind, you might be behind bars a lot if that's what yeah. your life motto is. So. <laughs> Worth it. I'm just gonna break out. Yeah. <laughs> Andy. Right. This one is a it's a lot of good plans here. Mm. So I'm gonna go for bronze. No, actually, I'm going to go for an honourable mention because the ex-president's bank robbery routine is pretty flawless. Like they yeah. mastered that for they years. fucked themselves because they decided to deviate from their, their running. Plan. Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. So and that, it's always the a, way. Yeah, it was a good, good ass plan. They had a system; it worked. However, bronze cutting the the bone thing out that blew my mind. Like that is a good, good ass plan. They heard mm. the call. He's like, I'm going to cut that out. I'm Worked out, that's where it and came from. And then he from. uses it. Yeah. I love yeah. a plan that works. Silver. Piss shirt Ben Bars. <laughs> the way he says it, he shows it, it's executed, the plan works. Yes. Now, I'm going to give gold to something. Now, I would normally base it on the film. However, this motherfucker's got 10 of these motherfuckers in the row. And it's every single thing that John Kramer does. <laughs> yeah. His plans ultimately work. And even when he gets a prodigy that tries to fuck him, he's got a plan for that shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> the man's a genius, but the first film, that game is executed flawlessly. It is an yeah. ultimate plan. And it is the ultimate winner of Best Plan, is the events of the first Saw movie. A very worthy winner. I think that might be is that the best twist and right. best plan? I think yeah. for, for for Jigsaw one back to back. I've got a new movie idea. Instead of going to kill John Connor and his mum, go back in time to kill Sarah Connor's her dad or mum or whatever. Ah, all right. I thought you were to say John Kramer's. I was gonna say mom, kill, so. kill John Kramer, stop the soft <laughs> franchise. You talk about oh, he'll can you imagine John Kramer versus a T one thousand? He'll have thought of that. I'm sure he'll have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> Right then, Chris. Let's see if you've got it yet. Got Best cameo is next. Let's see. <laughs> I should. It has to be earlier than one time. Nine times out of ten, I'm picking cameos just to fuck with you. I was going to say, spoiler, <laughs> I don't know what cameo is. So it's just making up shit. Oh, no. If there's like, well, I can't think of something, I'll just pick somebody just to fuck with Bruce. Right. Just, see, to, okay. just, just, just to see how much I can wind them up. <laughs> Best cameo. Previous winners. Robert Downey Jr., Sean William Scott, and Robert Forster won it for... I can't remember. Was that Dennis Thieves? Was Robert Forster? Anyway, it was him explaining what happened. No, he was. Right. Yeah, that was uh, lucky number seven. Okay, number seven. Was right. Nominees this season: Anthony Kiedis in the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Point Break, Daffy Duck and Donald Duck in Roger Rabbit, Hulk Hogan was in Gremlins Two, James Tolkien was a piano player in Bone Tomahawk, right. Meat Loaf in Tenacious D: Pick a Destiny. Michael Bean's back for Terminator 2 in a deleted scene that's only in some versions. And then Tom Savini, <laughs> bit of a 10-point podcast cameo this, but he's in half of Friday the 13th, if memory serves right, in various mm-hmm. ways. I can't remember, is it Chris Starton? I think it might I be. Think it's me. See, there's two of these I only know because it's in the podcast. 
James Tolkien and Thomas V. I have never heard right. it in my puff until they started coming up in this. So my bronze, because I noticed them instantly, was Antiquidus in Point Break. My silver, just because you never see them in films together, is Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. But my gold, Michael Bean in Terminator 2. Oh, okay. Did not expect that. Um, Andy, what's yours? <laughs> right, I'm going for no honourable mentions this time, I don't think, but I'm going for Anthony Cadis and Point Break. That's mm-hmm. the time Red Hot Chili Peppers have renewed who he was. I'm going for Meatloaf as Silver. But ultimately, it's Hulk Hogan and Gremlins too. Gold. I'm not going too far away from that, I don't think. I think James Tolkien needs a shout out, so he's getting a bronze. Because, <laughs> like, like Chris says, I know more because of the podcast. Obviously, it's Back to the Future and all that, but it's yeah, like yeah, for him yeah. just he appeared in like three films, no, two films, like in the same season or something like that. Yeah, but none of them are Back to the Future, which we've not done yeah. yet, mm. I guess. And it's like he's recognizable. I'm like, oh my god, look who it is! And then he's not in the film. Like that's it. It's just there. Are you drinking he's my bronze now, Chris? I am. Put it on, put it on the podcast. We get a shout out. If you can it's see it, freak- drink that bad boy. It's fucking awesome. Right. <laughs> Send us more free ones for next next please. My silver, meatloaf. That's all right. I'm letting you get your ads in. <laughs> meatloaf in the, the beginning of Tenacious D is a great cameo and perfect for being Jack Black's dad. Mm-hmm. But I'm with Andy. That Hulk Hogan bit, I love that bit of Gremlins too. And I love that film. Didn't, didn't we discuss in the podcast that that wasn't even a bit in some of the things? It was somebody else. Yeah, the, the American theatrical version said, I think it was John Wayne. Was it John aye, Wayne? John Wayne, aye, aye. In the video version, or, yeah, in the video version, I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But Hulk Hogan is the winner. Adds to the adding to the list of wrestlers who win awards at the Ten Point oh, Podcast. Terry Funk, Hulk Hogan, Bill Goldberg. Bill oh. Goldberg, I think that's it. Oh, Batista won for supporting. Right, Batista in the Rock won anything because he oh, he was only fucking. Worst CGI. He won worst CGI in the. Oh, they, they, uh, he's a Returns. So yeah, the Rock won as so well. So there's probably more. Triple H is the only person being in a film that's not won anything yet. You're right. Triple H didn't win for Blade, did he? Or Blade Three. <laughs> Here we go. I don't think any of them are nominated for the next award. Best inanimate object, which often comes up on the podcast. Previous winners. Dildo, tumbleweed, tooth cart, Terry Crews' big gun, a lightsaber, Batmobile, and a penis gun. The trend there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> penis in this podcast. <laughs> Where did what come from? The dildo is uh, me, oh. myself, and Irene. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, best animate object for season eight. Nominees. Balloon dinosaurs in Terminator Which I noticed. I think it was only Andy noticed. Billy the Puppet in Saw. Etch a Sketch in Elf. The German, which was the spyglass in Bone Tomahawk. The Key to the House in 13 Ghosts. The Pick of Destiny itself in Tenacious D. The Spinning Top Totem from Inception. And then the videotape in The Ring. Now, if I ended, that means Andy is first. All right. I am going to go for honourable mention. I'm going for the Bloom Dinosaurs because that stood out to me something <laughs> wrong. Completely missed the Bloom Dinosaurs. I did not see them. So. Um, right. Bronze. I am going to go for... Oh, did I do? I'm going for the German, the Spyglass, because 
it just was funny. It was like three or four scenes. We all know it's called The German. If you watch that film, it's The German. And it was really what the Richard Jenkins really wanted it. It's like, oh, what yeah. is like, oh, The German. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, oh, I'm not going to go where you think I'm going to go. It technically, would be another honorable, honorable mention, but I'm not even going to go there. Silver, the spinning totem from Inception, because every time oh, I see start, one of them... You've started with Silver, Andy, so you've thrown me here. So. All right. Well, well, bronze was bronze, German, wasn't it? Bronze was, oh, German. bronze was a German. Sorry, Sil- I was not Silver's the totem from Inception, right. because anytime I see mm-hmm. one of them now, it's ingrained in my mind that that's from Inception. So it's self-interest. Yeah. The two drunkards are keeping you in tow here. Exactly. <laughs> However, the ultimate prop is the pick of destiny. It's about mm-hmm. the film. It's the prop. It looks amazing. Play some banging tunes. Pick a destiny gold. Pick a destiny is gold. But an honorable, but an honorable, honorable, honorable mention is uh, Jigsaw's puppet. But it's not enough in the first one. Right. Okay. So my three, I'm going. My bronze is the spinning top because, like Andy says, yeah, it's kind of when I think of Inception, I kind of do think of that. I just see one of them go Inception. I don't think of the other way around. I go, what's Inception? Yeah. I was like, if I think Inception, I think of the spinning rooms. But when right, I see one yeah, of them, I'm like, Inception now. I'm going for the German as my silver, because I thought it was a funny sort of, mm. kind of element to the film Bone Tomahawk. But my gold is the aforementioned Billy the Puppet. I think it, that's why it has persisted throughout the rest, is how cool of a sort of image it gave in the first film. I just don't think it's in enough, the first one. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, thought, I thought it was a, a good amount. It does also cycle his little tricycle in that one as well, which I didn't think right. he did. So, Chris? So, my bronze... Uh, it's going to be an etch sketch because I like etch sketches. I had one as a kid and I lost it. I'm buying you one oh. for Christmas or your birthday whenever Sweet. you first. Done. <laughs> Ten years apart. Oh, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> it's a joint present. <laughs> expensive them pens. My silver. That's like when I bought you a Mickey Mouse watch. It's still in my thing over there. Mickey! I might go, but I might just disappear and go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what am I doing? My silver is. Oh. I'm going to go with the German spyglass. These are sold to me. Uh, my gold is the 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 spinning top from Inception. Oh, oh, that's going to throw some shit around, isn't it? It does. Excuse I me, we'll be there, Mickey. It's <laughs> Mickey. All, I believe that means that the presence of podcast related presence these days. <sighs> That means that the spinning top from Inception is the winner by virtue of a gold over a silver vote ahead of the German, which I thought was a bit of a dark horse there. I didn't think the German was a dark horse, but no, I think the spinning top's the right thing. Spinning top's the right. Best inanimate object. I still dispute that it... I still think it it didn't make sense for Cobb to take it on after it was Maul's totem as well. It didn't make sense because that meant more than one person knew how heavy it was and all that stuff. Is it still working? Is it broken? It still works, yeah. I just got too fat. It doesn't fit me. <laughs> it doesn't fit you anymore. Okay. You try and find a red, stra- a red strap. It's pretty hard. Carry on. I'll get it on at some point during this podcast. <laughs> okay. Michael Pena Award for the best telling of a story is next. Previous winners: Amy Dunn and Gone Girl. Chuck. I don't know what that is. What the hell's Chuck? Huh? Where chunk. Are we? Is it chunk? I think it might be chunk from the Goonies, maybe. Oh, chunk from, oh, yeah. Uh, Talking about the Babe Ruth, yeah. like when he's eating. Yeah, uh, yeah the whole thing. All the things he did wrong in his life. Yes. Why is this chunk? Chuck. I don't know, I've not actually changed that, so that should be chunk. Uh, 
Squint from Jaws, the tattoo story in Dog Soldiers. Why hate why Kate hates Christmas and Gremlins? I'd argue that might be the best one. <laughs> and then Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Axel Foley said talking about the super cops story uh, from Beverly Hills Cop. Nominees for this season. I'm going with the actor first because it's, it's called the Michael Pena Award because he tells the story. So these are all the actors and then the, the, the story they told. Ben Stiller, The History of the Pick of Destiny in Tenacious D. Betsy Palmer, as Mrs. Voorhees explains it all at the end of, um, it's called Friday the 13th. Bob Newhart tells the tale of Buddy the Elf. He's our narrator. Christopher Maloney, Jean's Confession in Wet Hot American Summer in the, in the, the kitchen area. Michael Bean in Tells Us of the Future in The Terminator. Richard Jenkins talks of the flea circus in Bone Tomahawk. And then Sam Elliott tells us all about the dude in The Big Lebowski. Uh, I have lost where we are in the right. Is it Chris to go first? No idea. Oh, uh, shit. I don't know. Did I go last in that last one? Uh, no, yeah, I didn't. I it was Andy with last. So it's Chris to go first. Uh, so, off the bat, I'll go bronze Michael Bean. And uh, tell them about the future Terminator. My silver, I will go for uh, Christopher Maloney, uh, Jeans Confession of Wet Hot American Summer, and my gold will be Ben Still in the Pick of Destiny. Right, okay. Andy. It's, <laughs> it's late. Oh. How many hours into the point? <laughs> uh, right. Bronze. I am gonna go for yeah, Michael Michael Bean. Don't Can't hear you, Chris. Be a little. You're talking about your microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, bronze. I'm going for Michael Bean. Talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Silver. Sam Elliott. Talk about the dude because that that man's got a nice Western voice. I like that voice. He does have a lovely voice. <laughs> but Ben Stiller, the history of the pick of destiny. Unbelievable performance. Virgin on a right. cameo performance. Uh, definitely a cameo, I would say. And that wins it for the Piccadilly without me voting. So it doesn't really matter what I do now. Uh, I was also going Michael Bean as well. I thought he was quite good at that, but he gets my bronze. It was like, oh yeah, Bob Newhart. I thought he was a good narrator. Uh, no, I'll tell you, that's not where I was going with that. I'm going to go Richard Jenkins yeah. with my silver. The Flea Circus stories were quite funny side. in Bone Tomahawk. Uh, but Sam Elliott, for the reasons Andy, it's really, and also I do like that he just kind of rambles about nothing and then kind of gives yeah. up on telling. This is quite funny. Um, but yeah, either way, Ben Stiller was always winning for the Pick of Destiny. Ben Stiller, the Michael Pena Award winner, and a good little kind of cameo appearance, which also helps with Michael Pena to come in, tell a story, and leave is quite good. Two awards for us to vote on. And two very, very, very hotly contested. This is why I left these two at the end. And there is a difference. So if you can see what the next two awards are on your ballots, nope. remember there's a difference. There is a difference. Best, best villain oh. is next. Previous winners of this best one, villain. This is one podcast, by the way. <laughs> Betty was the first <laughs> winner of best villain. <laughs> Mayor Vaughn. From Jaws, John Doe from Seven, Quaritch from Avatar, and then Dante. Do you know who Dante is, perchance? Dante. Hey, uh, Clarks. Not that one. That was a different Dante. What Dante we had? 
shows how good this guy was, and I'm so glad he won in landslides oh! in the last pointy awards. Fast X. Yeah, Jason yeah, Momoa yeah, in Fast Jason X. Moore, yeah. See how long that lives in the memory that the two of you's forgotten who he is already. Is I knew he was. I was just yeah. Christmas was doing this. I was like, what's Very he good. doing? I was like, I was just with Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa was the last one. Yes. Best villain nominees for this season. The Devil in Tenacious D. Jigsaw in Saw. George Doom in Roger Rabbit. Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Samara in The Ring. The Terminator in The Terminator. But the T-1000 in Terminator 2. And the Wicked Witch of the West in Wizard of Oz. This is like... If I was making like a Dead by Daylight game, this is this is bad guys right here. This it's is like villains. which which eight people would you least want after you in the world? Uh, it's like in history, and it's this yeah, eight. And I I genuinely don't know where to go with it. I have no idea. Who's first? I think it's me. I went first last time. Yeah. All right. So it's Andy then. Andy's oh, first. Shit, son. Right. Let's try this. Oh, impossible! Right. This one, I right? Think. I'm going for impossible. an honourable mention because I don't class him as a villain. The semi a good guy, but it's Jigsaw, right? Right. Okay. Through lack of villainy, he's a villain per se. But I, I like a lot of his, his ethos. You make a solid point. You do make a solid point. That might change my ass, my my approach to this. <laughs> so, there's a lot of ethos in him, right? So I'm going for an honourable mention. Wicked Witch of the West is a bronze. Utter just belling for no apparent reason. <laughs> just going to be evil. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm trying to work out who's got a reason to be a bell end here. Oh. Right. Silver's Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Okay. He's a toon trying to kill toons. Like, mm, that was it. Yeah. He's a bit of a dick. He didn't make it into Best Twist, by the way. That was an eliminated yeah. nominee for Best Twist, was it? However, T-1000 from T2 is the villain. Right. Is that the gold? He's a gold. Because ultimately, he just disappears for half the film. They don't care about him. But he's so villainous, he just comes back in. And it's like, I've got it. helicopter, bitches. I'm going to kill you. Very so, good. But- now... I, I, very good, thank you very much, Andy. I agree with you. I probably may have put Jigsaw as my gold, but you've convinced me, yes, that he actually is honourable mention only and is not. It shouldn't yeah. be best villain he's, because he's kind of not the villain. Because that's that. Literally, if it happens to me, that's pretty much what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to put some people in predicaments, get themselves out of it. I wouldn't class myself as a villain in that situation. I'm just doing. I'm just doing God's work. I'm gonna go bronze with Leatherface because he genuinely kind of has no reason to well, be as. I was gonna pick him. He was gonna be another honorable mention because ultimately the family made him. Yeah, yeah, but then he's just like downright bad because of yes. that. Uh, I'm not voting Samara like for the same reasons for Samara, but I'm going Leatherface. I like him better. Mm. My. Not a pity vote, but a silver vote this time for the Wicked Witch of the West. She is an all-time... I was scared of her when I was a kid, which mm-hmm. is a big difference. I think you're the only person who's voted for Wizard of Oz. I think so. No, you I guys just, just don't appreciate classic bronze. cinema. 
Oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> if I had Andy, they'd give her just, just give her My a brain's kind of shut down a little bit. <laughs> but my gold is, I agree with Andy, T-1000, I think, yeah. When it comes to movie villains, it's kind of unbeatable as a T-1000 from Terminator 2. The thing that gets the, the clinches my gold vote on him, it's just the malice of just killing the family. Just mm. like, I'm just going to replicate yeah. your mummy or fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like... You're done, and then kill. Like I'm presuming that dog's dead as well, because like when he's pissed off at the dog's like, oh yeah. fucking hell, my like, friend's about to die. Yeah, that's a hell of a die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so kill, killing a good boy, it's just bad, bad news. Right, Chris, round us out. See if you can somehow vote well, something that beats the team. I don't think you can do it. <laughs> my bronze is. I'm gonna go for. The Terminator. No, fuck it. Leather face. He was a bit shit. Right. He's a bit shit, so he goes bronze. Yeah, he's not gold worthy or silver right. worthy. He's bronze. Ah, okay, there's, a bit shit. there's levels to this. Yeah. There's levels. Yeah. Silver gets, is Judge Doom because that fucker gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Really? Okay. Yeah. And gold. I'm going for the original Terminator. Ooh. Right. Okay. Controverse. It doesn't change anything. T1000 is still absolutely the winner. Because he knew he wasn't going to kill them. That's my I suppose, thing, yeah. That's the thing. But it's, yeah, does it. Uh, would a good villain have won? And how many films actually does the villain win? But yeah, Jigsaw, if he is the villain, he wins. So other than that, and then Samara. But, but like yeah. I said, I'm still like. He's, he's, he's doing God's work. He's karma. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. And then by the 10th one, he's the hero. Basically, yes. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. anyway, T one thousand from Terminator right. Two, best villain can't argue. I feel like Saw, now Saw, onto Saw it. should get an, honor, an honorable mention in this uh, award ceremony here. Yeah. The Saw franchise just—it's ingrained in our memories. Very much. Same for the Terminators for me, to be honest. Yeah. That's why I've done two of them this year. Kind of muddies the water a bit here. Biggest Bell End. This is different <laughs> from best villain. Previous winners of Biggest Bell End: John Hammond. The bitchy customer from Waiting and then the deaf guy uh, from Human Race was the last oh, winner of Biggest Bailin. It was such a dick. And you, you didn't even get the subtitles. <laughs> I didn't get the subtitles, so I had no idea what he was saying. He was a thousand <laughs> times worse than them subtitles. Yes, exactly. So nominees for Biggest Bailin. I'll try my best to kind of work to explain why they are Bailins. Audrey and Godzilla. Do you remember why she's a bailing? Because she a cocktease of ultimate proportions. Well, she? No, what was that? He proposed. She rejected it and ran away. Then she saw him on TV and went, "Oh, he's famous. I'm going to get a story here." Yeah. Then he stole looked handsome all on the of television. his fucking things. Yeah. And then and that, got kicked that out of it. his job. Yeah. That was exactly yeah. it. He he was working for the government. She exposed all his government secrets and got him kicked out, which is mainly for her own career gain to be a TV presenter. Cyrus and 13 Ghosts, because basically he sacrificed, he faked his death so that he could sacrifice his family to have ultimate power. Dr. Silberman in The Terminator, i.e. the first Terminator, you can probably include what he did in the second one too if you yep. want, just, just generally being a bailend and being quite horrible. Franklin in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who... Just because he's in a wheelchair doesn't mean he has oh, the right to be a complete yeah. dick yeah. the entire time. And he was just... Oh, the bit where he sat in the wheelchair in that house just blowing a raspberry for about a minute straight of the film. I'm like, 
I just would want nothing to do with him like everybody else. Seemingly. You've got, you've kind of got, we've got to platinum levels right here now, Bruce. <laughs> okay. But then I've got Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz, who we deep down worked out her plan was to trick Dorothy into killing all of her enemies and giving her... Because uh, she she knew the ruby slippers. Yep. Take the ruby slippers, yep. then she has no contact with Dorothy for the entire film, and at the end, you've had the answer all along, Dorothy. Click your heels together with those slippers that you've had since the beginning that I gave to you, and you can just go home. She could have told Dorothy right there and then, click your heels together, you can go home, but she didn't. Julie and Bad Boys, Tia Leone, basically for complaining about absolutely everything the two bad boys did the entire time in the film, even when it contradicted what she'd previously complained about with them, so her just being a bad influence. Hate in Wet Hot American Summer, that was Marguerite Moreau, that helps you remember which one she wasn't, I guess it would be. As Andy said earlier, cock-teasing our main man the entire way through, falling in love with him, giving all, all time, I devote my life and love to you, and in the next day just leaving with Paul Rudd. Um, okay. Yes, Maul and Inception. Need I say any more than yeah. Maul just ruining Inception? Ned in Friday the Thirteenth for just being a complete dick the entire time, and then Rachel, which is Naomi Watts in The Ring, basically because she unleashes the Ring, doesn't yep. she starts recording tapes and sending them out so that the, it will continue. I think Chris is to go first. I could be wrong. Good luck. Um... Oh, look, a lot right. of bell ends this year. One who just missed out was was the bell from the clock tower in Shanghai. It just <laughs> missed out. It was almost right. so. My bronze, just because he was a dick in the entire film, is Ned from Friday the Thirteenth. My silver is <laughs> Cyrus from Thirteen Ghosts. Is that that's a fucking major dick move. That yeah, but very much so. because. I hated her so much from the first time I watched the film to this one even more is Audrey from Godzilla. Right, because right. failing. I'm going next. Yeah. Whatever Chris said. Right, exactly the same. Carbon copy for all the reasons he said, 100%. Right, so that's Ned, then Cyrus, then Audrey. Yep. I just want to point out here that this is the proof here for biggest bailing that we... Biggest Bellend is not is not gender specific. I said most of the nominees were actually women this season for Biggest <laughs> Bellend. So equal opportunity. We don't care. We don't mind calling out a woman for being oh, a dick. These ambassadors. Well. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I'm saying that that's only Kate. Kate gets a vote from me. She gets my bronze because I was outraged yeah. at her behavior at the end of that yeah, film. Sure. That's not the way she like double backed like overnight, and I, I, it was the one time I actually felt bad for our main man in that mm -hmm. film. Ned, get, oh, does Ned? Oh, there's a lot here. I, I, oh, jeez, <laughs> I need to get Glinda in because I, I love that plot line that she could have just sent Dorothy <laughs> home, so she's getting a silver. I'm not changing things here because I'm not voting for Audrey, so she's already won. So I can go to a personal favorite. I think Maul tries to ruin Inception, so she's getting my gold. Um, Audrey is the winner, and yes, this time I don't think I ever really remembered her until this viewing of that film. That how horrible she yes, was. She really was horrible to poor Matthew Broderick. Audrey from Godzilla. I don't know the actress's name. She was biggest belt of the season, and that is the last vote that we're oh. going to do on the pointies. It's about time we've been going for days here at this stage. Yep. <laughs> a long time, <laughs> Mickey says. 
I feel like the Terminator's been a big winner. I feel like Saw's been a big winner. I feel like Inception's kind of picked up a couple, but Friday the 13th, maybe. But yeah, a lot of I'll, I'll find out by the start of the season what was the big winner here. But talking of big winners, the biggest award of the, the whole reason we do the podcast is to rate films out of 10 points. Not quite as clear as the bottom end, but there's still a top four that I can get out for us. Put it this way. Films I selected made the top four, and films that Andy selected made the top four. Chris, unfortunately, you were very mid-table yeah. this year. So you were celebrating not being at the bottom, but you're also not at the top. So top four. Seven out of ten was good enough to get in the top four for this season. We've basically got a tie. The third and fourth films literally have the same votes from the same people. The same scores from the same people. Oh, but by virtue of me picking Gremlins 2, the new batch, I think that is fourth with seven out of ten. Gremlins 2, the new batch. I don't know how I don't know how Andy also thinks that's an eight out of ten. I can't believe that a film that I thought eight was eight out of ten, Andy also thinks an eight out of ten. But Gremlins, the new batch, was fourth. In third place, with exactly the same vote, but by virtue of the pick of destiny selecting it and not me, it goes third. Saw is 7 out of 10 is the third best film, which I thought might be higher. But there's a theme with the top two films of the season. And it kind of goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> uh, 8 out of 10 in second place. A 9 from Chris, an 8 from me, a 7 from Andy. The Terminator, the first Terminator film. Meaning we all knew it was coming. The top film of the year, of the season, chosen by Andy. Ahead of Chris, ahead of me, who also wanted to pick this film. A 9 from Andy, a perfect 10 from me, a perfect 10 from Chris. A 10 overall, but not a perfect 10. Oh. Terminator can imagine, 2. Can you imagine if they got somebody else other than fucking Edward Furlong to play that 7 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was that bad. If they had Christian oh, Bale playing him, it would be a 10 out of 10 across the board. But Terminator 2, Judgment that's, Day, that's a 10. a long game if you got him to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a ten for Terminator means it is the best film of season eight. But where does that fit in on the all-time top ten? It's not the best film ever made, but it's my all-time no. favorite. Film. You're correct. So the tenth best film ever made from season six, made in 1980, a perfect ten for me. The Shining got an eight out of ten from the panel, meaning it's the tenth best. The ninth best from season five. Made in 1999, a 9 from Andy meant that Dogma is an 8 out of 10. Eighth best film of all time from season 5 as well, 1980 again, a 9 from Andy again. The Blues oh. Brothers is the 8th best film of all time. Look at his face. From season 8, made in 1984, we've just mentioned it, a 9 from Chris means The Terminator is the 7th best film. So The Terminator actually cracked the top 10, which I thought was interesting. Boy. Season 5, 1977 is the sixth best film. No high scores from anyone because we all gave it an 8. Star Wars, or Star Wars and You Hope. Top 5, season 4, 1986, a 10 from Chris, a 9 from Andy. Aliens is a 9 out of 10. Nice. Fourth best film of all time, season 4, 1994, a 10 from Chris, a 10 from me. But only a 7 from Andy means Forrest Gump is only a 9 out of 10 and is the 4th oh, best film. And that is the highest rated film that we didn't pick, if you know what I'm saying. Like it was the, the Wheel of Random yeah. Movies picked Forrest Gump. 
The top three films, all picked by Andy. Oh, yes. The top three films, the top three films, all a 10 from the panel. Third best, season four, 1988. 10 from Andy, 10 from Chris, and nine from me, Die Hard. Third best film of all time. Second best, season eight, 1991. See above, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, the second best film. Because yeah, Andy only gave it a nine, but the only film ever to get a 10, a 10, and a 10, a 10 overall. Season yeah. five, big year season five. There were one, <laughs> two, three, four films in the top 10 picked in season oh. five. 1993's Jurassic Park, the only perfect 10 movie. I'm calling this a win, by the way. Like, I might have had the worst in this season and then the best in this season, but overall, picking the top three, yes. Fuck you all. Yeah. You've got the pick, the best three films. Jurassic Park, Terminator 2, and Die Hard are in that order of the best films. This is what happens time. when you watch every film ever made since Die Hard. The tiebreaker between Terminator and Die Hard is that you pick both of them. So therefore, when I break a tie, I take away the person who picked them's votes. And because I like Terminator as a 10 and Die Hard as a 9, that's why it's second right. over Die Hard. So that was the tiebreaker. But yeah, Terminator 2 doesn't be the second best film of all time. But talking about best of all time, the final thing for us to decide, the 10-point podcast Hall of Fame inductee oh, for the season. Previous, what? The Hall of Fame looks like this. Wesley Snipes, Peter Dinklage, Ryan Reynolds, Grandale Bush, Carrie Fisher, Jeff Anderson, and Bruce Willis are the, the seven. So, like, the two of them, Peter Dinklage is only because of the game, and Ryan Reynolds is purely because we're obsessed with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he deserved everything he got. Yeah, I'll agree with Dinklage. Reynolds hasn't done enough yet. Although, to, now that we've done just Friends, he does deserve it. There you go. So well done, you've Chris. You've argued yourself back to where you started again. The five nominees. I think the, the problem I had is that there's two kind of front runners. So I kind of I did what I liked with some other ones here, but I think everyone kind of deserves it. And I know one or two are going to rub some people the wrong way. First nominee, by virtue of being in the Terminator, the Running Man, Total Recall, Terminator Two, Last Action Hero, Asterisk. And the Expendables, Arnold Schwarzenegger, back on the ballot. The main star in one, two, three, four, four big films we've done on the big films, including two I of the top ten. He's not finished yet, I don't think. No, there's there's going to be more Arnie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, a nominee, 10-point podcast Hall of Fame. Second nominee, <laughs> links to the podcast through... Batman Begins, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar, oh, and as a target of hate... From Andy, Christopher oh. Noland Nolan is the next. I feel like we should add him just for pure hatred. Every I, time he comes I, out, I, like, oh. I think he has a shout for fame on the podcast, Christopher Noland does. So uh, he's there. Next, by virtue of being in Gremlins, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Tremors, Gremlins 2, DuckTales, Tank Girl, Mortal Kombat, and Godzilla, Frank Welker. He of the making funny noises and animal noises and things yeah. is the next nominee. I'm sorry, Chris. I still have no faith that your guy who's a pedestrian and everything is actually a pedestrian and everything. So therefore, <laughs> he's out. So, um... <laughs> I like, I don't deny the internet, but I deny whoever put it on the internet that it's actually... And also, I dare you to pick him out. <laughs> it's like, you tell me who he is. I'll go. I'm gonna go through every film and just like yeah. circle his face. If you do that, then he's in it. So Frank Welker, by doing animal noises and all these sort of things, is next. Next, by virtue of being in the Cable Guy, 
and the pick of destiny, but individually being in Demolition Man, Waterworld, Idle Hands, Evolution, and Elf, Tenacious D are yeah. the next nominations. Yes, both of them are in the Cable Guy as well as that. Jack Black, Demolition Man, Jack Black, Waterworld, Kill Gas, Idle Hands, Evolution, and Elf. So Tenacious D. And the final nominee, by virtue of being the main star of Elf and of Semi Pro, and also being one of the memorable main stars of Old School. Will Ferrell, I think, is the final nominee and maybe deserving because he carried two films that we have done on the podcast. Will Ferrell, and it's the first year he's eligible and I feel like he's the first ballot nominee for the Hall of Fame, Will Ferrell. They are the five. Schwarzenegger, Nolan, Welker, Tenacious D and Ferrell are the five. Thoughts, no. gentlemen? Well, I mentioned halfway through one of the episodes that I think a duo should be named it because they have been separately and I didn't realize that together in one film, uh, Carl Gass and Jack Black should be getting it. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm with Chris. Like they, they have appeared in a lot. They deserve it. I would also put a ballot in for Arnie because he was in our first one, um, the un, the unsung one. He's he's gave us some memories. I, 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 they, they're the two. They're, they're the two. The thing with Schwarzenegger, he'll come up again, but yes. we did Terminator and Terminator 2 this season. Yeah. And he is, like, he's the man in those yep. two films. He's and, like, Total Recall, Recall. We love Total Recall. Recall. Running Man was hilarious. We yeah. did Last Action Hero first before the podcast started. Yeah, he was the one that started, yeah. That. So, but I, I, I do... Towards Arnie. Tenacious I, D may have to wait until Jack Black is Jack Black separately in something else and then we'll do them because Kyle Gass is done he won't be in anything else to Kyle Gass but I don't know he's Pierce I watched him he was in something Farrell has to wait until everybody's favourite Will Ferrell movie comes up I think that's why he has to wait Frank Welker thanks Frank see you later can Chris convince Andy that Noland maybe could go in because I that, that's I think I could convince I could be convinced Christopher Noland could go in because of how much Andy talks about him and hates he's him. He's a bad director. Yes, <laughs> he's probably going to win an Oscar. And he probably deserves it in Oppenheimer. Everything else, in, when he's a director, a writer, a producer, those three, he fucks up. You're, just, Andy, Andy, you're giving us fuel here. This is more... <laughs> <laughs> See, for the fact that Andy hates him, yeah, he put him in. But there's going to be one film that's going to come up that's going to tip him the skills in his favour anyway. Perfect. Right, we'll leave that then. We'll leave him. So we're picking between the D and Schwarzenegger. Well, I'm Tenacious D. But I think he's pure avoid to pick. Um, I'm I Arnie. I think it's Arnie. I think I I, I came in probably a couple couple of weeks ago when Chris first mentioned it, and I had the exact same idea. I would have said Tenacious D, but I didn't know Terminator Two was coming. See, my thinking is in May we're going to go see Tenacious D. We could have taken an award and be like, you won. <laughs> Just holding up when we're seeing today's see. They just like I said, they deserve a massive mention, like for what they've done. And like I said, but I don't think Jack Black's done yet. Yeah, you're right. I think I've got a couple of films of him on my list. Jack Black deserves yeah. there's there's more Jack Black to come. I think Presumably Arnie, Arnie isn't either. There's one or two I want to do, but I think this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger season. I think this double, is double terminator, unwritten podcast, well the unaired podcast, I would say. Yeah. I think Arnie's got it. We've got to, if Bruce Willis is in, we need to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in as well, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. The only argument would be, yeah, this is maybe the Kyle Gas season as well, because to me, Elf is his second biggest role. <laughs> but 
Schwarzenegger, I'm happy. Arnold Schwarzenegger, welcome yeah. to the Ten Point Podcast Hall of Fame. Very much deserved. Could not have done it without him, I think, would be one way to do it. Season nine, coming up very, very soon. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking. Season nine, coming up very, very soon. We will be back in your earballs and eyeballs very soon with a new episode of the Ten Point Coming Podcast for season nine. I believe Chris and I definitely have a theme for what we're picking. I don't know if Andy has a theme. Yes, 100%. We all have a theme that we'll be trying to guess yes, throughout the season. Andy has opted to go first. So, Andy, what is the first selection? What are we watching prior to so, episode one? At the start of this, before we press record, I had a film in my head and I was going to pick it. As we talked, I swayed Ooh. and I've added one because ultimately I just want a bit of fun. I'm going to start off the season with fun. And there isn't another film that will give us so much fun, so much to talk about. It's going to be a long-ass podcast because we're going to be talking about so much oh, stuff right. to put on this film. Oh, no. I shall start listing some names on this film, okay? Oh, <laughs> it's, an, it's, a, it's one of my... It's one of my favourite go-to films when I need a bit of joy. I okay. trust me, I need a bit of joy right now. I'm going to guess Ghostbusters. I'm going to put it on. and <laughs> we're, we're all going to have a good time. It, it stars. I say stars. It's, it's, it's a list of just names, really. Go. Sean <laughs> this is a really Scott, big build-up. <laughs> John William Scott. Ooh. Carrie Fisher. Mark oh. Hamill. Eliza Dushku. Chris Rock. Will Ferrell, Matt Damon, Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith, Jane Silent Bob Jane Strike Silent Back. Bob Strike Back. <laughs> it is a film with everybody in it, and I just feel like we're going to start the season as we mean to go on with just a general good time. Some bands, yes. some fucked up shits, some a laughs. Film I've and, never seen. And you've never, never seen, seen Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? I don't remember it. Here we go. Strapping boys, because Chris's mind's going to be blown. (laughs) Yes, this is right. Yeah, Uh, a good road movie. We love a good, a good movie on a journey as well. They they go, they go on a trip in this, basically. So yeah, James Allen Bob Strike Back. Kevin Smith, maybe he's back in the running for the Hall of Fame. Starting. Don't get me wrong. We're out of sync. I think we've only done what was it? Clerks, Clerks Two, Dogma. We're out of sync. So Chris might not get some of the gags. Um, That was my plan to watch them all. You were going to watch them all Good. in order, but this this one steps out. I think you've got Jersey Girl, Mole Rats, something else in between, but then you've got Jane Chasing Amy? So. Chasing Amy, Amy, yeah, Amy that's the one. So, yeah. I've not but seen it. I've not seen Jersey Girl. So. You'll get the just of it. It's just. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's a fun film. And I just need a bit So, you have it. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, first episode of the new season, back with a bang, I would imagine. And then you'll have however much time it is between this and that coming out to watch. Jane Silent Bob, strike back. And we'll see you next time on the Ten Point Podcast.